Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Drifting Prime, and I am your host, Gerald Hernandez. And this week's guest is Evan Bogovich. Uh, I drank a lot during this show. Don't expect much. You can kind of hear me slurring towards the end, so my bad. Uh, but a lot of information. Uh, we talk a lot about stuff, and then I sound like a complete asshole like normal. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoy the show. We will begin. So, sir... If you'd like to go ahead and introduce yourself, who you are, where you're from, what you drive, and where you drive, go ahead. Uh, hold on, I'm getting well, someone else is for some reason Skyping me. Of course they are. Perfect yeah. timing. <laughs> yeah, only oh, oh, just installed the app, but now okay, I, I declined them. Um, I just I just didn't cut that out or whatever. Sorry. No, it's all good. Okay. Uh, my name is Evan Bogovich. I'm from Sacramento, California. I drive a 2005 Corvette. Um, I drive at the Driftling. Uh, planning to drive the Evergreen, as well as the Las Vegas shootout and whatever other shootout is relatively close. Are there, is there going to be another one at Sonoma? Is there any rumor yet? Um, I don't believe so. Lame. As of right now. Is it because everything that's going on, or is it just they're not wild about it? Have another one? Not wild about having another one? Um, the one last year went pretty well. Mm -hmm. The promotion part of it didn't get enough people. Like we had enough people, but not really enough people. Oh, okay. Like as far as like uh, driver count and stuff. Yeah, I think we had a max of twenty-four people, and there's like. We needed the 40 people to basically break even, but ended up breaking even somehow. I'm not exactly sure. Mm, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I didn't know that. So, I thought everybody was buying up spots. Yeah. Uh, well, and they're still closed. Uh, supposedly they open back up the 17th, I think, is going to be the next open drift night. Um, but besides that, I'm, I'm not entirely sure the... Because I don't even know if FD is going to happen there now, too. Oh, really? Because because like the COVID stuff. Yeah. Jesus. And so if if that doesn't happen, uh, Farouk was originally trying to plan to have it within the same time period to utilize the judges while they were already there. Oh, okay. That would make a lot of sense uh, instead of having to fly them out. Yeah. So if if he can get it to work out, awesome. Then yeah, I'll totally do that one also. But it's not looking too promising. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> um, so. I know we don't. I haven't heard shit about the Vegas one. Like I know I'm registered for it, but they haven't said anything yet. But then again, it's still kind of you know quite a ways out. Yeah, it's September, right? Mm-mm. October. October. Yeah, I oh, think it's right. October 24th and 25th. I think it's the same weekend as um. All-Star Bash at Willow Springs. Okay. Yeah, I think the the Texas one's supposed to be September. Oh, okay. Are you you planning on going on that one? That's kind of a drive. Yeah, I, I am. I talked to Aaron uh, a few months back about it, and I'm on like the ready-to-go list. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, I wish I could swing that. I don't think that's going to be uh, in my budget, especially after having to rebuild the car. Yeah, I feel that. You should just buy a Corvette. It's a lot easier. Uh, I have a four-door Corvette, man. Yeah, but you're having to build that one. 
not twice the second time because i didn't <laughs> do a good job the first time uh yeah, yeah it's it's getting there i actually just finished ordering everything this week for it like the ha- i ordered the hans and then the fire suppression uh i don't know it was 250 bucks i went with that one or 280 is that the it's just like the black one it's not really got a name to it or whatever yeah it's just whatever it was off off a of summit yeah it's like, it looks like the actual hans one kind of kind of yeah but without the uh the, sh- the things that go down your chest oh really yeah it's a small that must be a, a newer one it's like a next gen one then? i think it might be Okay. Yeah, I think it might be a next gen. It's supposed to be here tomorrow, so we'll nice. see. Um, let's talk about that vet, man, and what you got done to that thing. Okay, so first off, in your one podcast, you said I was making 600 horsepower. I said that? Yeah. I think with, I, oh, uh, you know what? I think I missed under, I read something that you put online. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's only 450 wheel. Okay, just to clarify, when you <laughs> drove Evan Brockovich's car, and they're like, what does 1,000 horsepower feel like? You're like, the same as 600? I put those two together. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, okay, so my fault. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Donovan Brockway. Oh, uh, sorry. It was his car. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. What did I say his name yeah. was? Aaron Brockovich. Fucking, what a dumbass. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm not good with names, clearly. Uh, sorry, man, if you, if you hear this. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> uh so it's just a stock ls2 with uh ls3 heads ls3 intake both stock uh not ported not anything special just and then uh upgraded valve springs and retainers stock rockers with the trunnion upgrade and then a ls or texas speed ls3 stage 2 cam because you're very limited on uh cam profiles that you can pick when you do ls3 heads on an ls2 oh really yeah because the piston to valve clearance is very very uh minimal and actually my heads are my heads are shaved some but not not a considerable amount they're shaved as much as they can be for an ls2 but it only brings it back up to an ls2 stock compression and it's not even quite there i'm still like i think a point or so away from stock compression oh okay because if you run just straight LS3 heads on an LS2, you go from the like ten and a half to one, I think it is, to like nine and a half to one or something like that. I don't remember exactly off the top of my head. But you lose like a considerable amount of compression from doing that head swap. Yeah, that's a very like within at least the uh, the CTSV community, like the V1s. That's a very common um, swap is to do the LS3 top end, and I never understood yeah. why because those guys make. I see the guys with like 243s making the same horsepower with the same mods. Yeah, but normally... Similar mods, rather. not Obviously not the same. Normally they have to port the 243 heads. So the LS3 head is already a way... It's like putting aftermarket heads on because they flow so well. Mm Because they have the 2.15-inch valve instead of the 2-inch valve. Oh, okay. And a few other things. But... Uh, the only reason I did it was three days after buying the Corvette, mm-hmm. the harmonic balancer fell off, which I guess is a super common LS2 problem. It's and an LS6 problem. Oh, is it? Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. So I don't know what the what GM thought 
it's that it's that fucking rubber piece in the middle, and it just you can see it just start to wobble, and once it starts wobbling, it's time to replace it. Yeah, I I didn't see because like I said, I'd only had the car for two days or whatever at that at that point when it fell off. I put an HTI on, and then the next day uh, the cam bolts all snapped because the vibration made them out. back out. Yep. Also, and another it, common issue. <laughs> I've yeah, had those it, both happen. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not not fun. I took the oil pump, timing cover, cam, heads, everything with it. Oh shit! Um, okay, but your yeah, bottom end was still good to go. Uh, it's it's pretty hurt, I think, but it's been it's still holding, still go, going strong. Yeah, <laughs> it hasn't blown up yet. Yeah, I took a little Scotch Brite to the Pistons, get the the burrs off, you know. Yeah, so. I don't know why. Every time I pull my heads off, I have to clean the top of the Pistons off. Just it drives me nuts seeing it there. But with the E85, yeah. it's not as bad. No, it, it burns way cleaner. Yeah. And the water helps uh, clean. It's like somewhat of water injection type stuff. Or not the water, but the alcohol. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking meth injection or whatever. But, yep. What do you have so for suspension and all that fun stuff? Um, I have the Fortunato 510s. Uh, for coilovers and the 510 is like their entry level or is that like a two-way or single adjustable it's that's their bump up from their entryway so it goes five auto 500 510 two-way and then uh the dreadnought two-way or three-way something Mm -hmm. or the dreadnought is the two-way got it and then so i ordered them they were specifically set up the same as dirk stratton's car and there was actually some uh, misunderstanding between Dirk and Nick and uh, Dirk said not to run a 6k rear spring and Nick accidentally took that as yeah run a 6k rear spring and mm-hmm. sent me with a 6k rear spring mm-hmm. and then I was talking to Matt Field about it and he's like hey you have no suspension travel and sure enough he was right so that first round of drift league I had a quarter inch of travel before the bump stop so I was basically just riding on bump stops the whole time Oh, wow. So what did you end up moving to? Uh, 10K. Damn, that high, huh? uh, Yeah, Matt. So right now I have 12, or it got sent to me with 12.6, and Matt was like, you need to be at 20.10. And they sent me extra springs, so I put the 10 in the rear. I still have the 12 up front because that's what Dirk is also running. Mm -hmm. And I just adjusted the... Uh, dampening a little bit and it's it's been golden so far ever since i changed the rear it's made such a huge like the car like you thought the car was fast then it is insane now and i don't spin out nearly as much because it's not just hitting a solid pole and not absorbing bumps yeah (laughs) so uh, so 6k was too soft way too soft It, it compressed the spring three inches with just the weight of the car yeah, I'm kind of worried about my car doing that now. Shit. What, what is yours? Uh, last year I was on 6K, and the car would not budge with the weight I had in the back, so it wouldn't even squat or anything. Really? And I, it, there was, like, no grip back there no matter what setting I changed, so I went this year to a 4K, but I haven't even driven on it yet. So that might be too soft, but I'm not wor- too worried about the springs because they're, like, 60 bucks. So yeah. I might just order another set too, just to have all three and kind of see where that puts me. Is the CTSV a divorce setup or no? 
A what? A divorce spring setup? No. No, I went true rear coil, coil over. Is it originally divorced? Yes. Or, oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, so yours, your strut's pretty far out on the arm then in the rear? Yeah, it's probably... It's actually, like, the lowest point on the rear knuckle, the way it's set up on this okay. one. And so, like, similar to an S chassis. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know much about the S chassis. So that's a good I, question. I know, you hate them. I don't love them. <laughs> <laughs> I like when I see them on the street. I'm like, shit, I haven't seen one of those driving. I saw one today, actually. I was like, that's a nice car. And then when you go to the yeah. track, there's, like, 30 shit boxes. Yeah. But... um. So the feel the sorry fortune auto uh, mm -hmm. coilovers. Uh, what are you doing for suspension? I mean, as far uh, as like an angle kit, you know, rear arms and stuff like that for adjustability. So all the rear stuff stock, and the front stuff was stock up until drift league. Um, I they're my knuckles that I machined with a buddy, and then uh, PBM upper and lowers. And I was originally going to make all my own stuff, but I didn't have enough time to do so and get the car prepped for mm. Drift League. And I had just about rubbed fully through the stock arm. And my stock arm was binding super bad at full lock and was just stopping the front of the car. Oh, yeah. I had that issue too last year. Yeah, it's not it's no boy now. Well, not the binding, but my tire was just rub rubbing the inside frame rail depending on which way I was turning. Oh, and, yeah, that uh, sucks. it would just spin me out every time. Uh, I said you made your own arms, right? At least, uh, no, the arms are PBM. Okay, or uh, part shop max. Cause I, I was originally going to make my own. Ah, uh, because that's where I'm in the process. I've been looking into it. I haven't like pulled the trigger on ordering parts or anything yet, but mm -hmm. I just can't afford to spend you know like three grand to make for somebody to make me a kit. Like it's just. I'd rather build it like six times and fail at it. You just got to remember, though, the those six times might add up to that price. And if anything goes wrong, then I learned you might something. pay a bigger price. Yeah, yeah you might pay a bigger price. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. So that's why I've been trying to do like a lot of research, too, and stuff. So asking certain people who have built their own. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, for all the other cars uh, that I've owned, like 240, E36, uh -huh. stuff like that, I've made all my own stuff. The, the is, Corvette's the only one I have not. Now, as far as making your own stuff, are you talking about like modifying um, stock stuff or you know making yours from complete scratch? Both. Oh, okay, cool. And I also used to work for Techno Toy Tuning and uh, built all the control arms there and stuff like that. So I, I have a pretty vast knowledge of that stuff. So if you ever have any questions or anything or want to be like, hey, is this going to work or is it just going to fail? I'll be like, See? hey, that's going to fail. That's who I'm tasking. See, now they know that you know that. I'll be <laughs> bugging you about it. Yeah, because um, yeah, I was actually talking. I, uh, I've had him on here before. Robbie Baldridge. He's the one that drives the Camaro in Lone Star Drift, the fifth gen Camaro. Okay. Yeah. Um, he made his own. So uh, I was kind of like rubbing uh, you know bouncing ideas off of him and he's just kind of like yes this will work no don't use that stuff like that so but we'll see, we'll cross that bridge when I get there because I don't I just ordered a whole bunch of other stuff so I'm out of money now 
Well, you're in luck, too, because now they finally sell double bung adjusters to the public. So before, you couldn't buy any double bung adjusters. You had to get them, like, specially machined or know someone at, like, Techno Tuning or Megan or someone like that where you could buy those parts maybe from them or something. And the double, or uh, do you know what a double bung adjuster is? I think I do. I think I have it on my car, but clarify it for me. It's the where it's threaded on the outside and threaded on the inside, and the Heim screws into it so you can adjust it on the car. Yes. Yeah. So it's so basically they, like a female Heim? Uh, it's a female male. It's just like a centerpiece that is two thread, like one side's right hand thread on yeah. the inside and outside. Yeah. So it is. A, so. Yeah, so they now sell the like rough stuff sells them, Synergy sells them. There's a few people that sell them now. So making your own stuff is so much easier now and to be adjustable on car instead of having to take everything off, spin it, put it back on, so on and so forth. Oh yeah, that's a bitch and a half. That's one thing I was kinda look I was really looking into actually and um trying to avoid altogether. Cause yeah, I I just don't have time for that. Especially no, I'm just and, one guy. <laughs> Yeah, I feel that. Uh, I've been one guy up until really triply kind of the first time I've actually had somewhat of a crew. Oh, nice. Okay. So, Who did you end up have crew- crewing for you? How did that work uh, out? Just a couple buddies. Oh. Uh, it worked out well. I learned quite a bit of stuff, of roles and stuff like that, um, to, to say the least. And had you competed in the past? So I've I've been drifting since '09, and mm. I've done pro am since um, like 2011, I think 2012, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit after that. Whenever the very first uh, Golden Gate, I think, was the first time I did pro am, and that was the pro am that was up here that was ran by Luke, who was the flagger for FD, and it ran for a few years. And um, I never really did that well because at the time I was pretty young and didn't have like the best paying job and didn't have the best car, not even necessarily the best car, but the best uh, reliability to like fund reliability parts. Yeah. And and make it. And so I, I just I mean, I just kept trying and trying and never, never could really get past that point of just the car breaking, essentially. Oh really? Did you have like yeah. uh were you at least like qualifying and stuff, you know, or was your car not uh, even making it to qualifying basically? Half the rounds it didn't even make it to that point. Oh shit. I, I made the mistake of doing a three oh two swap and then Sick. Uh that was yeah, that was the worst idea. And then I had an even better idea, so you know what? That's turbo. The three oh two. Oh. <laughs> oh, but but here's the kicker though. It was carbureted both times. Uh, you got to get the, what is it, the blow-by-carb, or what is it called? Blow-through. Blow the blow-through, okay. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah. Originally, I had an E36 that I had bought, a shell yeah. for it, to actually, like, to build as a drift car. And uh, I was looking into that 302 swap, because it was, like, 302swaps.com or some shit like that. Yeah. It was, like, 50 bucks for the motor mounts. Yeah, everything everything seems stupid cheap, but it, it it's, in my opinion, there's a the reason. worst motor. <laughs> there's a reason it's stupid cheap. Yeah, I I do not like those motors at all. Anyway, sure. they're just big boat anchors too. The car drove like complete crap, ran like crap. I mean, I might be biased because it was just my car, but 
Yeah. I think I, uh, I, Micah I, Diaz had a 302, and before he did his LS on his E36, if I'm not mistaken. And he's probably been the happiest person ever since. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't looked back, really. Yeah. Well, so then after that, I uh, I put an SR in, and then I started doing pretty okay. And I didn't have any issues with the SR. Made qualifying, uh, made it to top eight one round, and then the other few times it was just a couple top 16s I never made past and then uh, I decided to build a whole new car like from the ground up because my car got hit mm -hmm. uh, one of the rounds and it got pretty turfed so I, I built this really really nice S13 hatch and then right after I finished building it uh, I, that same SR I started having some issues and the that after that year Luke didn't have any more pro-ams anymore, so I sold the car and just kind of gave up on doing pro-am. Oh, okay. Because the, there was none around here, and at the time, I couldn't afford to travel, go anywhere, and I'm like, if I can't do this, there's no point for me to even try to do pro-am and take a license from someone that can actually do something with it. Yeah. So, but now, I'm pretty pretty good on everything and ready to actually try and make it but that's that's my like super main goal i know like everyone comes on here and says yeah my main goal is to get my license like no like i'm i'm trying to hit every event that i can humanly possible that's within the budget of traveling super far and everything else yeah travel seems to be like a very very large expense um i think the most i've ever spent on travel is like 200 bucks that's cheap yeah and you know what's funny though is like you know my ink the money i'm making at the time i think this was actually first round of just drift of 2018 um me and my buddy split a hotel room for two nights me and um andrew atala he's been on the show before too uh was it two nights or one might have just been one night but we split a hotel room obviously we drove up there in separate trucks and this is when gas was like five bucks a gallon or four fifty, yeah. whatever. Um, you know, and just that, I was like, "Fuck, man, this is expensive." And I was bitching about two hundred bucks then. Like now, you know, Irwindale's eight miles from my damn house, and I go over there with the gas light on, and I get home with the gas light on. I don't yeah. care; it doesn't bother me. Um, and even yeah, I don't know why you weren't out there, man. You have no excuse being that close. Oh, my car wasn't done. It, it, it took so much oh, I don't make that much money I don't. I live in LA <laughs> I feel it yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's expensive here so and I'm I'm really bad with my money as much as I like buying car parts I also like going out to eat so that's uh, that shit gets real expensive I actually yeah. was able to save money since this whole uh, stay the fuck home deal yeah forcing you to, to cook more yeah, I actually just finally barely ordered my clutch. Not ordered. I bought a used one. Actually, I bought a used one off of uh, Ryo Connor. Oh, nice. Yeah, he. Uh, I don't know if it was his. I think it was like a friend of his, and he happened to have it the might, exact clutch. You I sure, wanted. was it his? I don't know. Because he just got the ACT sponsorship and just put an ACT in. Yeah, uh, we didn't. We didn't clarify, but he's like, "Oh, let me talk to my buddy." And oh, okay. Like, so that's why I assumed it's not. It wasn't his. Um. 
Yeah, but he had, he happened to have the exact clutch I wanted, and then I talked to my buddy at McLeod. Actually, the dude that announces at McLeod. Um, he's like, get it. I was like, all right. He's like, we'll work something out later if we can. He's like, to get a rebuild. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty great clutches. I've installed quite a few. I used to work at the CLS shop, and it was either McLeod or Monster that we put in. Yeah, I... Yeah, I've heard a lot of great things about McLeod. I think I've heard, like, I've had, like, a one personal friend who's, like, don't like him. I was like, why not? What's what's their issue? He's like, I just don't like him. I was like, and he installs, he works, like, at a uh, performance shop. Um, mm-hmm. Fuck, I don't know what state he lives in. This is, like, from a friend from, like, the Cadillac groups that I'm in. Yeah. But he's like, nope, it's Mantic or Monster. I was like, all right. I was like, I'm going to go with these guys because they're down the street. So if shit happens. I'm gonna take it in. See, the only thing I worry about with like Monster is it doesn't seem like really anyone in the drifting world runs them. They're huge in like the drag world and stuff. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Speaking of that, so Nate Snyder was on uh, not this past episode, but the previous with uh, mm-hmm. Brad Davis and um, yeah, Ben. Yeah, and my I was I felt like an asshole at the time. Nate was plugging Monster, and I cut him off. <laughs> Like an <laughs> asshole. And and Brad called yeah. me on it, but I was like, fuck, I felt bad. So I even like messaged um Nate and I was like, dude, sorry about that. It's okay. I was at a Evergreen Drift event with him. Uh huh. And uh we were sitting there talking or whatever and I'm like, Oh yeah, I love the Achilles one, two, three S's and blah blah blah. And he's like, Yeah, me too, but they're so hard to get. I was like, You just gotta find a pro two driver and uh see if you can work out a deal or see if they can work get you in with them or something and he goes, I am a pro two driver. <laughs> I was You're like, like oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's that's all right. He was telling me about that. He had just came back to Pro Am just to kind of like chill. Yeah. Apparently, pro two is really expensive. Bit. Yeah, I don't know how Rome Rome supposedly did it on fifteen grand or something like that. Yeah, but you know, you got to remember Rome. I feel like the way Rome drives is very, uh, like I wouldn't say he's an aggressive driver. He's a very good driver, and he listens he's to like more conservative, conservative, and he listens to what the judges want, and that's what he does. Yeah. You want it on the wall? I'll put it on the wall. But he's not like you don't see him doing some like crazy ass fucking JTP entry. Or, you know, Denofa for that matter. Or even, like, James Dean. Like, he he gets right exactly where he's supposed to get. But there's there's no, like, it's not, like, a big dramatic scene. But he's a really good driver, and he's able to get on all the lines that he's asked to get on. And that's what gets him wins. And he gets a but bunch of fucking seat time. A bunch of seat yeah. time. But if you do the math on just the gas alone, it's, like, to go from L.A. to East Coast, it's, like, 2500 bucks. So if you think about going there and back, that's five grand right there. Done. Well, see, that's what he had brought up on the show. He's like, well, it's you don't come back. He's like, you leave the car out there. It's a, It costs $100 for you to leave it there and fly everybody home for 200 bucks a piece, you know, maybe give or take yeah. a few, few dollars. He's like, it's a lot cheaper to do it that way and then fly out early, drive it up to the next event. That's true. At least that's the way I understood it when he was on. Um I wouldn't. I won't know until I figure, until I get there. Yeah. So. Because I've been, I've been racking my brain on how I could figure out 
on how to do it. Because if it's 15 grand, I could swing that. Yeah. Especially if hopefully by then you have a couple sponsors or whatever else that are somewhat helping out in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. That's the plan was to like actually, because I stopped, I, I gave up on like reaching out to sponsors. It was kind of like, now it's kind of like more of a plan to finish the car and actually show, well, actually not show. Like I have to prove not only to myself, but like even the people that I want to reach out to that I actually can drive and do something with this. So that's why I kind of stopped reaching out to sponsors because I feel like an asshole. I'm like, oh, I'm not even, inter- I'm not giving you any return. Yeah. So at least that's how I felt. Other people might feel different. That's fine. Well, you at least also have a good marketable-ish car, too. You don't have some old 90s car or something like that. Like, you have a pretty new, relevant car that is going to stir up a lot of interest with a lot of people. So you, you do have that part going for you, too, though. And that was that was my main reason of going to the Corvette, also. Yeah, and I almost did. I, I should have, now that I think about it. Like, it is... The more I see them, like when I saw yours and I saw um, Anderson's, mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, man. I should have fucking just went for it. Okay, so also round one mm-hmm. was the first uh, round that I've done with coilovers or first event. Oh, okay. How, so wait, how, how many events how, were you how, getting beforehand? Uh, I've done maybe five events. I did like Winter Jam. Um, I did Bash the Future, and then like one Stockton day. Then I only did like two runs, and then the trans broke. I think no, we're broken the trans one, one Wednesday. So, if you ever decide to get a Corvette, do not buy an 05. They, for some reason, misengineered the differential on it. Mm-hmm. And it's missing a bunch of webbing and causes the diff to literally just snap, even with stock power if you're not even doing anything. And since there's nothing holding the trans or anything up, like it literally is just motor mounts and then diff mounts, everything in between floats. Wait, and so really? When the diff, yeah. And when the diff oh, snaps, wow. the trans falls and snaps the main shaft in the trans. So... I got lucky once and broke the diff and it luckily didn't take anything else out. And then I put a C5 diff in, which is supposed to be way stronger and the poor man's better diff setup instead of going to an 08 plus diff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was fine for winter jam and then broke the, it was literally the next weekend we went out to one of these uh, Stockton skid pad events and it, uh, there was like a dip on initiation and I hit that dip and it came back down and snapped the main shaft and the trans destroyed the diff. And Dude. That's a, yeah. I don't know if you know anything yeah. about the CTSV diffs, but they are known to be the world's strongest diff ever. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, made out of <laughs> aluminum. Wait, I think they're both made by jet rag. If I'm not mistaken, isn't the, uh, yeah. Vet, yeah. Aluminum casing, very thin aluminum. Uh, are you gonna, what are you going to do to rectify that? 9-inch or 8.8? It'll be the 8.8. Um, I was being, like, super cheap about it. And I was trying to, like, get, like, a 370Z diff in there. And then I looked into custom axles, and custom axles are, like, close to 2500 bucks, like, with for a 1,000 horsepower rated axles. Like, obviously, you don't want to just buy 
if you're gonna do something like that, you don't you don't want to buy like oh just give me you know regular axles. You want to be yeah, give me up. something that'll suffice. Yeah, exactly. So I just I just want to make do. And I was in the because the eight point eight kit from the only company who makes one is Creative Steel. Um, okay. And there's that kit's like five grand, but with oh, that crap. five grand you get axles. Um, th- this is like their top of the line stuff. You can get a uh, thousand horsepower rated axles. You get the diff itself out of a Cobra, like a it's new edge cool. Cobra. Um, oh, it's one of those. Oh, nice. With whatever gear ratio you want. If you want aluminum or a, uh, iron casing, you get the brackets. And the only thing is, is like my, like my drive shaft is completely different. So like, I don't have a T56, so I got to throw the drive shaft out the window and get my own. Um, and then they have like an adapter as well that's supposed to work well since you already have the sorry to cut you off no go ahead you already have the an aftermarket drive shaft for your muncie right Mm -hmm. so you should be able to just get the 1310 or 1510 yoke and or at least swap out the other side for the 8.8 right you wouldn't have to actually throw away your drive shaft correct oh so yeah yeah so that's now that i'm looking at i might just buy the axles ahead of time because I think they're like nineteen hundred bucks. Um, the only thing I, I I've heard like the company who makes the axles. There's two companies. I heard one of them is like really bad with with tech support or not with not tech support customer service rather. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard nothing but horror stories. So I'm probably gonna shy away from them. But there's another company who makes axles for this swap, like because they know it exists, and they usually. Like as soon as the other company's axles break, a lot of people just go over to them because of like the poor customer service that the other company offers, which sucks is because I just, I hope that's not the case. Like if that were to, if I do buy the kit, like I hope that's not the issue. Yeah. When are you planning on trying to get all that in and done by? That, before... won't, be, that won't be till next year. Um, okay. As of right now, like I have a spare diff. Uh, I have, I think I have like Four passenger side axles, three driver side spares. Like as soon as I find somebody who has axles, I buy them. I haven't broken an axle yet, but you know I'm seeing people break axles on stock power, and mine's a little bit more, so I rather just have them. Yeah. Uh, well, because what I was gonna say, if, do you have a stock, an extra stock subframe by chance? Of course. Is it a steel or aluminum subframe? There's steel. Well, if you want, uh, I can help you with building the pieces for putting the diff in instead of going through that company. You would still have to buy their axles, but I can draw up all the mounts and cut them all out. But I would need the uh, the diff in subframe to mock it all. I mean, I could weld it to you for you as well, but you you probably maybe want to weld it yourself. I don't know. You know, I thought the same the same idea, but when the the brackets are eight hundred bucks, which isn't oh, terrible, that's it? yeah, that, okay. see, right? <laughs> At first, I thought for some reason, like with the pricing and stuff, I was like, "Why is it so expensive? Like, it's they're they want five grand for the things I need." You know, I can I can modify my own diff cover. I can you know, I can probably make my own mounts if I really wanted to, or you know, yeah. make it so like fab up my subframe so I can actually just bolt it in. Um, but 
I was like, I don't understand why they wanted five grand for a complete kit when I didn't need a complete kit. I just needed the axles and I needed the diff cover. Everything else I was going to, I felt like I was going to be under like two grand total. Can you utilize the Explorer 8.8 or is it only for the Cobra? No, no, no. So, okay. So from my understanding, you can also use the Thunderbird 8.8. Um, okay. There's like a complete write-up on it and everything. So I might go that route and go pull a couple from the junkyard. And internals for an 8.8 seem to be ridiculously cheap. Yeah, ring and pinions are stupid cheap. They're like 90 bucks. Yeah, you know from the for my car now? How much? $900. Jesus fuck. Yeah. It, so when the trans and stuff broke in my car, I did a whole Z06 drivetrain so I wouldn't have any more issues. Because mm-hmm. they're way stronger and everything and it's a 330 mil ring gear and as opposed to to get a replace uh the stock one's 300 okay so but the stock one or the non-z06 one it's like 400 dollars for ring and pinion okay i don't understand like i get like it's bigger but like come on like that's that's insane like that's so much of an increase and then how much was the uh the z06 Oh, for the diff and trans? Yeah. It was three grand shipped. That's not terrible. No. It, um, it does hurt your like, payday. Yeah, it, it does hurt a little bit, but I shouldn't have any more issues with it. And that was the main goal because, I mean, people run 1,000 plus through the stock trans and diff. Yeah, homes. that's what I hear all the time. And then, like, they're launching. They're not doing anything no which i feel like is taking the fuck off yeah and i always thought that that was a little bit more harsh on the drivetrain axles the diff like when you're just gripping up and going 100 miles yeah and they're they're running like 335 like drive radials too yeah yeah that's what i'm saying and then like we're stuck on 255s breaking axles and diffs you know what else is weird supposedly the so it's a T56 still, and the gears yeah. are all the same as in the F-body and stuff like that. Yep. Well, sort of. The gears are, like, the same ratio, but they're not, like, interchangeable. But you can – I don't believe you can buy, like, a first gear from an F-body and put it in a C6 Vetrans. Uh, I think you're right. But I meant more so, like, the material of the gear and, yeah. like, the hardness, stuff like that. But, like, people blow up T56s. Constantly. Not super often, but pretty often. You Third know? gear is kind of like a very well-known gear to blow up Yeah. on the T56. Yeah. Obviously, the shift forks. Yeah, I, I, already, I had that issue with the trans before it blew up. It didn't want to go into gear or reverse anymore. Oh, and reverse shit. is also a huge T56 issue. Yep. Uh, I don't Oops. know if you know anything about the, the uh, Cadillac CTS T56, which I don't have, so I don't care. It's not my problem anymore. But, like, it has this shitty linkage on it with rubber mounts that just, obviously, you know how rubber and oil work. Rubber, oil, yeah. and dirt don't mix. So, a lot of people can't get their car into reverse anymore. And they'll sell their car for, like, five grand, like, which is what the engine and trans is worth, just because they can't get it in reverse. And that's, like, a day's worth of work and, you know, 200 bucks. Yeah, I might have to start looking out for some first, second gen CTSVs. Oh, it's not the second gen ones, man. It's the first ones. Oh, well, I meant like the LS2 ones. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the, uh, well, you know, I will say that I really like the LS6. 
Um, I never had a problem with it. Obviously, the LS2 kind of has the way the torque curve works is it comes in lower, or at least the, the between the LS6 and the LS2 is obviously the 5.7 and the 6.0, but the mm -hmm. torque curve is much longer in the power range as opposed to the LS6 is much higher. So it doesn't, I think it doesn't happen in the LS6 till later in the RPM range as opposed to the LS2, and so it obviously has the longer uh, duration, which we need for drifting, obviously. Um, but I was noticing one thing that I, I was just found out like recently is the way like the the way it works with when you get to redline and your you know bouncing off the limiter is the LS6 from factory is kind of the way it's tuned is for fuel. So you kind of mm -hmm. hear that bouncing that this, I can't, I'm not good with noises, <laughs> so I won't even do it. But the LS6 kind of like bounces off a lot where the LS2 will actually, you won't hear it bouncing so much. You'll just hear the it, constant. Yeah, it's like super fast. It's like instead of the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So apparently the difference is the fuel cutoff as opposed to the spark cutoff. Interesting. That makes sense, though, because I hate the way the stock LS2 revolver sounds. Yeah, I did like the, the LS2, but I remember when I was um, doing, what was it, Just Drift? The, the I only did one round with them ever, but uh, Taka made a good, he had, like, made a good point about, um, he's like, I don't want to hear you on the throttle. Like, he's like, if you're bouncing off the limiter, he's like, you have no throttle control. Yeah. Um, they want you at 98%. Exactly. He's like, you need to show, like, control of your car. And I got it to a certain extent, but then when you hear, like, fucking P. Otter and his Jay-Z, and he's just, like, sitting there on the fucking limiter, like, it sounds really fucking cool. And I want to do that. Yeah, and that's what I want to do. I'm, I'm a big fan of Red Lunder. Yeah, so much. But I've, I've, I've learned to not do that for that exact reason of it, them saying it doesn't show throttle control. Yeah, unless you're at um, the Drift League and JTP is like, keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Because he has, I love the way his fucking car sounds. Yeah, that thing is rowdy as all hell. It hurts your ears. Yeah. Um, what is the uh, ultimate goal for this year for you? Uh, to reach or get my license. Okay. And wait, what did you finish on round one of the Drift League? Um, I want to say it was either fifth or sixth. Because Brad beat me and then he lost, which put him in fourth. So I would assume that would make me fifth or sixth compared to whoever lost. So you went out in top eight? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so technically just top eight, but... Isn't it? There's no points after four. I thought it was whoever. Like, wait, how high did you qualify? I qualified, I think, eleventh. I think I had like a seventy-four. I thought it was like, however, how you qualified. Let's just say you went out in top eight, and so did some fucking guy named James. And let's yeah, it's say the same points. James qualified eighth, though. Wouldn't he be ahead yeah. of you? Yeah, I thought you meant like just what would technically after that round, but as far as points go, I think I'm seventh. seventh no, eight. I'm saying I'm saying as far as like to put to place you. Oh, 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 I get what you're saying now. Yeah, 
So if James qualifies eighth, but you qualified eleventh, you both went out in the top eight. Um, yeah, he is ahead of me. Okay, that's what I'm. That's what I'm um, clarifying. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I didn't really think about it that way, but yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure you were correct. I'm not 100 percent sure, so don't quote me on that. Um, no, it's. I mean, that sounds right. So, I, I think so, but I, I've been wrong so many times before. So. Um, ben Ben told me that if anyone says other than fifth, just fight him. So. Yeah, just, Ben's not wrong. Ben is not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Did he tell you just hit him in the mouth? What are they gonna do after that? Like, he's not. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I don't remember. He said something. But Ben's also dude. like a big dude, so. Yeah, he's he's pretty funny. Yeah, he is. Um, so get your Pro Two license, obviously. Um, let's just say, what would be like your your next goal? Let's just say the Pro Two doesn't happen. What where would you want to be? Uh. This was originally supposed to kind of be like my end all be all year. No, come on, man. Well, now with everything happening, I I don't know. Well, because like we were planning to buy a house and stuff, mm-hmm. but I was like, let's wait. Let me because my wife just finished uh, her school stuff and got her master's and everything. Oh, and, nice. Uh, started working. This was her first full year of uh, being a school psychologist. And so we were like, okay, we finally can move out, do all this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, all right, you got to do what you needed slash wanted to do. Now let me try and get my license and do what I want to do. And we'll wait. We'll like put the other stuff on hold. So that's why it was kind of supposed to be my end. I'll be all year. Like I could still go do more, but this was the year for me to go and hit every event that I can to try and get my license. If I get my license, then yes, keep going, everything, so on and so forth. But it would be more scaled back anything after if I don't. But now with the Corona stuff, all my plans have been crushed. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same, not in the same boat as far as like, I'm not doing this, my end all be all year. Um, the, uh, the buying the house part, like me and my girlfriend have been talking about it a lot. She's like, dude, I want to buy a house in two years. So either you figure your shit out. Yeah. She's like, either you're going to take a year off from racing to put a down payment on a house, and you can do whatever the fuck you want after that, as long as your bills are paid, your half of the bills are paid. Um, she's like, but she's like, I want to buy a house in, within the next two years. And I was like, all right, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, so now I got to figure out how to come up with an extra 15 grand in one year. Side, side jobs. I mean, I. That's what I've been doing lately. Like, I just. I did a fucking an engine swap on a Mustang for some guy that blew his V6 engine. So I was like, oh, okay. So I made a couple of bucks off of it for like a few days of work. Yeah, like in spare uh, time. One thing that, yeah, it's always it's got you gotta always manage it correctly or else it's not worth it. But the one thing that this dude that I used to work with told me he was like, you always gotta have two jobs, whether it be legal, legal, or legal and illegal. To make it in America, you have to have two jobs. I was like, "You're crazy, dude! I don't know what you're talking about." But to do everything I need to do, gotta have two jobs. So I work my normal job and then come home and build race cars or roll cages and stuff for people. Yeah, that's what that's what I want to move into next. But I gotta get more comfortable with welding and all that fun stuff. Um, if actually, if you don't mind me asking, what do you do for a living? Like to support all this? So. 
I am a fabricator by trade, but I am now a foreman of the production slash repair shop for a party rental place. The f- but yeah, I know. Hold on. Go ahead. So <laughs> <laughs> we do party rental stuff like all the tables, chairs, and um, like arbors, crazy stuff that you'd see at weddings, like random shelves, wine stuff, like. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. So we build 90% of it in-house. Some of the stuff's bought. And uh, we rent it out for people having weddings or parties and stuff. But we also do the big gnarly tents. So we do, or we did like the Grammys last year. Like convention tents? Yeah, we did the Grammys last year. We did SEMA two years ago. We did uh, the Super Bowl this year. So did you, uh, I don't know if you watch football or not i don't i just uh, same here it, it was yeah so verizon had a uh like 5g release thing at the super bowl mm-hmm. and it's oh, where they the do coronavirus like, release yeah <laughs> and uh so it was this whole custom building that we made a bunch of custom parts and built for we went out to miami set it all up for them I didn't get to go because I'm a shop guy. Unfortunately, it would have been cool to go to Miami, but whatever. Right. <laughs> not not salty at all. Uh, and set it all up. And it was up for four days and then torn back down and shipped back. Yeah. Okay. So that's... So, yeah. It, it's, it's pretty interesting. It's been quite the learning curve because it's nothing that I am used to doing. Like in the sense of the way we do stuff like the fab is fab whatever but uh it's all like everything we do is torn down in four days like nothing we do is permanent oh okay so it's been weird to i'm like trying to build all the stuff to like stay good forever and they're like we don't need it like that we just need it to be good to pass uh whatever it needs to pass for inspection and it's just going to go in the trash in four days. <laughs> like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so as long as like, no one ever looks at my exhaust on my truck that I just welded together, like we're good. Like I hope it goes <laughs> in the trash in four days, but it's not going to. Just don't okay. look my under my truck. My exhaust on my truck looks absolute dog shit as well because I, I hate doing exhaust and I absolutely did not care, but it needed to be rectified. So. Yeah, I've even... I'm even going like from like on the race car to, to keep weight down instead of going dual exhaust. I'm just dumping dumping it into a Y pipe immediately as soon as I can. So you'll pick up a bunch of power though if you run an X pipe. It, isn't that debatable? No, it, they proved it on like Engine Masters or whatever. It was like a 15 horsepower increase. <sighs> I already bought and, a white I mean, pipe, man. Yeah, but it's not that hard to make it into an X pipe from a white pipe, if you know what I'm, I'm saying. Yeah, I, I know. It's not I could just buy another white pipe if I need to. Or return this one and get an X pipe. Plus dual exhaust sounds so much better. <sighs> or not even dual, but a dual with the X pipe sounds so much better with the LS. No, I'm, you're not changing my mind. I gotta keep it light. <laughs> I got rid of so much weight. That's cool. (laughs) It's going to sound like this piece of shit over here. Um, 
They have to do like a four inch one then. Four inch oval. And then it sounds good. Yeah, you know who's actually sounded really good who had a three inch oval was uh Micah Diaz's. It but I also have a thing for glass packs and I might get shit on for this. Um I always love that like snap crackle pop from a glass pack, so I actually run them on the drift cars. Nice. Um Yeah I have absolutely nothing. Yeah, I I don't the straight pipe is cool and all, but the glass pack kinda amplifies it a little, so and then my girlfriend, she's like, oh, so you want attention? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I guess. Thanks, asshole. <laughs> well, in it, I mean, a loud car also helps. Well, I mean, there's two theories to it. A loud car helps them hear your throttle. Mm-hmm. But the con of it is a loud car helps them hear your throttle. Yeah, so they know when you're off. <laughs> so, but yeah, the, like, mine... It's just long tubes to a Texas Speed X pipe to over the axle, and it goes all three inch to two and a half. I didn't do it; it came like that. But it has such a weird, unique sound to it. I don't want to change it because mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard any other vet that sounds close to what mine does, and I think it's just because it necks back down and it didn't hinder any power, so I was pretty okay with it. Um, that's what I had last year. I had a, uh, so I just had like some DNA knockoff headers from DNA. Um, mm-hmm. cause they actually make them for the vet, for the vet, the Cadillac. And, uh, so what I did is I ended up welding the, um, the stock exhaust with some V bands with an X pipe. That's what I used. Um, this year I wanted to change a little bit. I actually, cause my headers, when my clutch blew, it actually took uh, my passenger side header out because it's Damn. yeah. It 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 was it said fuck you basically. Um, <laughs> so I actually ended up getting Cooks headers. Oh, the one, nice. The one in seven eighths for three hundred bucks. That that is a deal. Yeah. And a half. Yeah. If anybody wants to know, those are twelve hundred dollars not shipped. Um, yeah, and they won't ship to California either. That's a plus two. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, so I got off the same guy I actually bought my engine from. He just sold me, he sold me um, a short block LS2 for 1200 bucks with like 108,000 miles on it. Um, the LS6 I had in it had 163 or 67,000 miles when I pulled it from my original Cadillac in 2016 and put it in my BMW. And then when I wrecked that, I put it in the Cadillac. Um so for fifteen hundred bucks shipped, I got headers and a short block, and I had everything else for it. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I threw my cam in it, my springs, all that fun stuff, and now I'm hoping that this shit runs. That's what actually. That's why I was asking the other day about um, tuning. You had commented that it's like what three fifty. Yeah, it's it was I think three sixty for an NA tune, and then it's like. 500 for a turbo tune or a boosted tune. Ah, uh, okay. So, but is that like a, um, is that dyno tuned or is that just a tune? Uh, that, I mean, we did it on the dyno. Normally he does it on the dyno from everyone that I've seen. Uh, yeah, he might do, uh, well, he, okay, th- this guy is like seriously phenomenal. He is probably, like I said, the best on the west side. 
um, everyone that I know that is the like big in the drag world, uh, quite a few What's his guys name? go to him. Uh, Nathan Shaladel or something like that. It's Bully Tuned, aka Elky something on Instagram. And uh, he, he's he's two weeks out right now for tunes, but I've seen this guy tune thirty cars in one day at the shop I used to work at. Like he and copy and paste all day, huh? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, like it's, <laughs> it's just like, and he he doesn't mess around at all. Like if your car is messing up or has something wrong, he'll look at it, like give it like a, a nice civil look, like for lack of a better word that I can't think of right now. But like he'll just. Like, I'm going to give you five minutes. If I can't figure it out in five minutes, like, go to the next car. Like, you're done. You got to figure your shit out. Like, like he'll troubleshoot. He'll give a quick troubleshoot. Yeah. Or, and he'll be like, if you can get it done by the time I'm done with this car, or, like, you can just keep falling back in line until I'm done for the day. But he just pumps it out, and every single car just produces insane power. Like, crazy, crazy power. Like, we, every car that came out of that shop pretty much was 800 horsepower plus. Yeah. It was so he knows what he's, he's he knows what the fuck he's see that's what there's, there's another guy around here that works at and this is just all from hearsay um we have a there's a shop down here i think it's in gardena it's called izzy performance and he has a tuner mm-hmm. his tuner's name is tom uh i don't know anything else about tom other than that i think he's from like fucking kansas or something um but apparently he's the same way but I've also heard nothing but good things from West Tech Performance out in, um, uh, I think it's Riverside uh, County. No, or they're, they're, Empire, or Empire. Or they or Sam, I don't know Empire. if they're San Bernardino County or um, Riverside County. Either way. Um, yeah, West Tech's phenomenal also. I mean, Yeah, see, I've heard great huge. things about them. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I've also heard like phenomenal things about this guy, Tom. So I'm kind of thinking about hitting up like a couple of like my personal friends who know them because I haven't heard mm-hmm. anybody say anything like from the drift community as far as like Izzy performance goes. So I might hit them up just because they're the, they're a little closer. You know, Gardena is 30 minutes away as opposed to an hour and and change to get to you know Riverside or San Diego. I, th- I think they're like right off the 15, if I'm not mistaken. As opposed to someone that's, you know, 20 minutes away. Yeah. So to give, to give you a little bit more background on this dude. So I told him everything that was done to my motor setup or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he sent me a tune. He's like, load this on. Loaded it on. Drove it around. And he's like, just log it. Send it back. Logged it. Sent it back. He's like, here's some adjustments. And it ran like super tits for what, like for not being on a dyno, not anything like I was just blown away. And then I went and took it to the dyno and it made, I think it was like four thirty. Okay. And then we did two more runs and he's like, all right, you're good. And it made the four fifty. Like he, he picked up quite a bit and it might be a little on the conservative side, but, uh, cause he went off what the HP tuner sees as fuel trims and stuff like that. Cause I didn't have the wideband hooked up. So I, I, I think there's more in it, but for what it is, it's perfect. Like the, the torque, the throttle response, like, and I, I've had no issues with it, you know, like, and he wasn't there. This was all just me. Like I would log something, send it to him. He'd send it back right away. And I was just like, dude, this guy's insane. And he, and he'll do that for a lot of people. And, uh, I mean, he travels all over California. He goes and do, does uh, dino days at different shops 
Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, so. I, I think the last... Okay, so I didn't... Not to shit on them or anything. So my last... On my BMW, um, I took it to... Fuck, I can't even remember their whole name. But I remember it was ARS. They were out of Rancho at the time. I think they moved to Texas this last year. Right before the pandemic, actually. Um, But they weren't able to tune it. Or at least they tuned it. And he's like, oh, I couldn't make a full pull because I couldn't tie the car down anywhere. What? Right? That's what I said. He's like, oh, your car's too low. And I was like, oh, don't you, like, fucking tie down vets on a daily basis? I was like, okay, whatever. Um, Yeah, there's so many attachment points that he could have went to on A46, too. Yeah, and I had everything in the back cut off. So, but even the subframe. Yeah. Or the lower control arms. I don't know. Something. But anyways, I got some bullshit excuse about why they couldn't do it. I was kind of irritated with them when that happened. Uh, so I never got a reading. But it was just a, it was an LS6 cammed car, obviously with headers, um, and on E85. So I guesstimated at like 430. Yeah, sounds about right. That's what I thought. I was like, uh, this-ish? So we'll see. But this year I wanted the actual number just to have it, and then I also want to go nitrous. Do you plan on doing anything else besides the LS3 top end and cam you got going on? Um, I'm trying to decide if I want to go nitrous. I'm leaning more so against it. I think I'm going to go turbo. Oh, come on, do the nitrous. <laughs> Do it, so I can learn, so, do it so I can learn from you. It's so expensive. It is, but it isn't. <laughs> no, see, it the isn't part is it isn't expensive off the bat. Yeah, it's, but when it's you're filling con- up the tank every time. Yeah, and that was my thing too. But then again, like I'm so over fucking weight in this car. Um, the car last year weighed thirty one hundred pounds, and this year my goal is to get it. That's what my vet weighs. Okay, so yeah. This year, the goal is to get this thing down to at least 3,000 because there's no way in hell I just dropped 200 pounds, uh, maybe 100 if I'm lucky because I shifted weight in certain places. And then obviously I cut out all of the door, the uh, door frames on the inside, not the door frame, the door, the inner door skins rather mm-hmm. and everything like that. Um, anything I can cut out of the car, I took out so like stuff that was on the trans tunnel that wasn't serving a purpose anymore, I cut that off. Um, Is your cage one twenty or nine five? I don't know. I think it might be one twenty. Yeah, I mean, it would suck to redo it, but that would save you probably like sixty pounds ish. Yeah, I'm, maybe more. I'm not one hundred percent sure. I know that when I went to go get, because my car didn't have a dash bar before; it just had the stock like aluminum skeleton shit for the dash um mm-hmm. i know the weight picked up a little bit because it it did weigh more when i put the bar in but it was a 120 bar it wasn't an, an 095 bar because that's you just know what... that that's actually not required by fd i do know that but i just i, I think that's just insane i same that's why i put it in <laughs> that's why it's in the car um but the fucking um the intrusion bars are so yeah uh, but I put mine in, uh, but that's all they had at the time. And I was being impatient. I wish I would have ordered it. Uh, but that's, that's for next time. But I do want to get an actual two bender and actually start going into that 
side of fabrication as well. So we'll see. But if you do wait, like watch trick tools or have them send you their emails of stuff and just wait until like I got my two bender. It was a thousand bucks. It was, it's a JMR, which is basically the same as any manual two bender. It came with two dies and the notcher and it was a thousand bucks shipped. That's not bad. Cause I was looking at the JD squared stuff and I think it's like 12. JD squared stuff's really good too. Yeah. And I think I was looking at like, um, cause I didn't mind like turning a, uh, an engine hoist, like a shitty $40 engine hoist from Harbor Frey. Like just modding it up a little bit and kind of making that work and then getting the, uh, what is it? The swag. Um, fuck, what is it? The, so you can actually run oh, the, the bolt on thing to make it hydraulic. With the yeah. Air. That's what I was thinking about that too. But I remember when so, I, I heard that you can right, see ahead. it in the bend. What do you, what do you mean? You can see it. Like when it comes from air in between electric, like you can actually see it in the bend because of the way the air works. Like it pushes, like it's, it's a pump basically. Like you can hear it pumping as opposed no, to no, having no, an electric I, setup. No, you you can't see it. I, I've never. Had That's it what issue. I heard. I, so I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've used that. I haven't used an electric one. I've used an electric hydraulic one instead of the air. Um, but and they also have like, uh, it worked pretty good. My opinion, though, I do not like the hydraulic ones or electric ones or anything. I like the manual ones the best. And a couple reasons. One is they take forever to bend. Like, they're so flipping slow when bending tube. But it, at the same time, it's nice because you can be more precise. But I've learned my benders so well that I'm pretty precise, I guess. Because I just know it from using it so often. But then the other reason too is it's hard to account for spring back, like because you you can account for spring back, but every tube is going to be slightly different. And if you have that hydraulic push on it the whole time, like you're gonna you can be one degree off, and not that one degrees make it or break it. But I don't know. That's just my opinion. I, that's why I've stayed with. Uh, a manual one for so long you know i've heard kind of like similar things and so i'm not an electrician by trade um a few of my friends are are a few people i know actually but so with that comes with like conduit bending and obviously there's a um there's like a formula to bending that conduit so mm-hmm. i figured i and i've watched enough videos about uh, to bending to know that there's also a formula of that so i think it would be like transferring over the information would be pretty easily pretty easy rather but i've had some people tell me like oh you shouldn't do it um it's not worth it because maybe you don't do it right or some shit like that um that's why i'm like very adamant about learning things yourself and doing them so but i need to find out from an electrician who does both and i know there's one out there i just got to find one like who if you do electrical for a living and you can bend tube for roll cages please fucking reach out <laughs> uh there's a program called bentech and it is phenomenal for people who like because i can do it the old way and figure it out myself and do all the math or whatever else but ever since i got bentech 
it like I don't know why more people don't use it. Like there's a lot of old guys are like, oh, screw that, it's stupid. You don't need all that. Like learn it like a real person does. Whatever else, but no, it like it makes everything so easy because and it's 150 bucks for the cheap one that I have. It's it, or it's 50 bucks for the cheap one, 150 for like the next one up, and that's the one I have. And it's pretty much all you need. And all you do is you, like if you're doing a main hoop, you just measure to the points of where the bends are. It tells you where to measure everything. You enter it all in, and then it tells you where to mark the bar, how much to bend it, and everything. Like you can't mess up unless you type the dimensions in wrong. Okay, see that's affordable. I can live with that. Yeah, and so I did my first cage. And, wait, with all, but the question: how how tight does that help you make your cage? Like, let's say uh, for me, for instance, I don't like gussets. Um, I know it looks cool either. and it gives I you, it. it mean gives you street cred and all, but I'm not a fan. No, of it. it means you bent a shitty cage. That's how I feel about it. Like, if I'll send you a picture later of my front cage, like, you'll see these gussets. Like, I can't see fucking shit out of my front windshield. Yeah. Uh, if you go look at, like, the the cage I did in that white S13, mm-hmm. it is pretty much as tucked as tucked can be. Like, it, like if you wanted to add gussets, they would be half-inch double-wise. Like, it would be stupid. No, like, I want to weld my cage to the chassis, not a gusset. No, that, like, well... Other than it being the fact that it like curves, that's the only reason why you wouldn't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. No, no, like, no, no. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but uh, no, like it gets super close. But I probably use the program wrong or in a different way. But I basically use like the old way of figuring stuff out. I guess you would say in the program to get what I want, but it would still give you a really good result. Or even like that that BRZ I'm doing right now, um, that one's super tight. Like it's almost too tight. Like um, I I might have screwed myself when I got to weld <laughs> it in. Yeah. Um, so I'm not the strongest welder. Uh, I'm really not. Not not even welding general. Like I'm barely learning how to not like pulse the fucking machine on a MIG welder. You mean like tack, 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 tack? Yeah, that's what, that's what I've been doing because I live my best life. Um, <laughs> but I'm barely learning how not to do that. And it's it's a bitch. And having to do that like on a cage is like, I don't like it. No, that, that's no bueno because you're going to get a bunch of cold lapping. Yep, that's uh, what I'm learning. A lot of crater cracks, stuff like that. Uh, what machine do you have? Uh, the Lincoln 180. The, with the A B C D one two three or whatever. Yeah. Um. So, are you using O three O or O three five? Fuck are you talking about? Oh, O three O. Sorry, O three O. Okay. That, that's like my my favorite wire. It it's very versatile and I mean it, everything's all preference. You know, like drifting, welding, so on and so forth. But if so. If I remember correctly, I think it's like D and 5 is what I would pretty much use for everything up to like 8th inch on that machine. Got it. So I don't know what you normally use as far as I think as I was setting. just welding exhaust earlier. Hang on, let me look at it. I'm going to see what it says. Well, your exhaust is going to be super thin. I'm on C and six, so you're not you're not too far off. But uh, are you using seventy five twenty five or CO two? 
7525. Actually, that's okay. another question I wanted to know about CO2 because my office, like the company I work for, they have a CO2, uh, they refill CO2. So I was considering so, switching over. I do not like CO2. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't, unless you're doing like more structural type stuff, because it, it gives you a better penetration rate versus 7525, but 7525 gives you a, a cleaner weld and less spatter and stuff. So for mostly your at-home stuff, 7525 is going to be way better. It's, uh, okay. it's worth the, the extra couple bucks. It was just because it was going to be completely free. From yeah. Work. Well, because well, you have like a medium bottle. It's like forty bucks to fill. Uh, actually, the this bottle I have right now is not even mine. It's actually my buddy's. I actually have like a really small, tiny bottle. The smallest one they make. Okay. I mean, you can try it and see if you like it, but uh, all everything That's, that you've learned so far will go you out go the window. Switch, yeah, all of your settings, the your technique will be kind of the same, but you'll you'll have to make some finer adjustments. But like all the settings are pretty different for the different gas because of it. Uh, I guess for lack of a better term, burning hotter. I'm sure a bunch of other welders are gonna hop on and be like, "He's wrong," blah blah, blah or whatever else. But yeah, I think the biggest thing I'm having an issue with right now is like my helmet. Um, I don't know if it's the settings are wrong or if I need a better helmet, but like I can't see a fucking thing, and like I'll remind me of that meme. I'll go in weld. I'll go to this. weld something, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm on the line that I need to be, and then it's, and then it's it's not on the line I need to be. Uh, what helmet do you have? It's like watching pro am drivers on their free season. Um, <laughs> it's I I don't. It's just a. I think it's just a Lincoln helmet. I don't know which one it is. It has some okay. adjustment knobs, but I haven't really fucked with it. Um, the, my problem is I don't have anybody to tell me I'm doing something wrong, and I don't usually let people until I, I like to learn things myself. Um, yeah. Well, everything I have done is all self-taught. I didn't go to school for anything. Yeah, neither did I. I install fucking stuff. fire alarms for a living. Like, not, it's not you're not really welding there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, the I mean, I used a Harper Freight helmet for like the first four years of my welding career, and I've had the, the same Jackson hood for the last I don't even know how long six to seven years. Yeah, and hood technology has gone crazy. So I, I've been also debating about buying the new one, but uh, it's just more like once you get more comfortable in doing stuff, you'll you'll see. But you need to look more at the puddle, not the arc. So, and it, it's also dependent on if you're pulling or pushing, and that makes a huge difference too. See, I don't even know the difference between a pull and a push. So, if you're pushing, you're pushing the puddle fo- forward and like aiming the gun at like a 15 degree angle forward. And okay. if you're pulling, you're doing the opposite. And you're pulling and it towards you? Uh, no. Is a push you're, pushing? You're like going, you're going away. Oh, no, okay. pushing. Well, it just depends on what side you're going to be on. It it just depends on the travel that you're going. Basically, like if if you're going from left hand to right hand, you're pointing the the stick towards your right hand at a 15 degree angle and pushing. But if you're heading that same direction and uh, pointing the gun at your left hand at a 15 degree angle and then pulling it towards your right hand. Mm. If, if you're pulling, you'll see the puddle a little bit easier than pushing, in my opinion, and that might help you too. 
but for everything you're doing, like a lot of people will tell you other stuff, but for everything you're doing as far as like anything up to eighth inch, it doesn't matter too, too much which way you're going or pushing, pulling, whatever. Pushing is more desired for more structural stuff because you're pushing the weld into the material instead of it just like sitting on top in a sense. But you'll burn all that stuff. Like unless you're going super thick stuff, it doesn't matter necessarily too much. Mm. Especially if you're just learning, like just just get whatever you whatever you can be comfortable with. That is the biggest thing. You just have to be comfortable, whether it's your position or anything else. And if it's a long weld that you're doing, start uncomfortable to where you get comfortable, and that'll help you a lot too. That's a good point. I see. I never thought about that. Yeah, because if you start comfortable, and then get uncomfortable, it it just screws you all up. Huh. Okay. That's good to know. See, you learn that here, people. Just remember, this show matters. <laughs> yeah, this has been my TED talk on welding. <laughs> no, I'm not a great welder. I'm just a person who can't afford to pay somebody else to do these things. Like, I'm what in my welder, five hundred bucks, if that. Yeah, that's, and um, that's not bad at all. Yeah, and you got to consider like, okay, I can pay somebody else to do it, quote unquote, right. But now you're looking at all the work I've done. I'm pretty sure that's like five grand worth of fucking work, like to a welder. I can't afford five yeah. grand. Like, well, well, most well, like, so I charge a hundred an hour for all my side work stuff. So if you are doing like all that stuff, like, yeah, you're racking up stuff real quick. Like, I mean, that's only what fifty hours of work. Yeah, I charge somebody a thousand bucks to replace a motor. You need, you need to pump those numbers out. Those are rookie numbers. That's what it feels like. <laughs> so, it's, it, it, and then when I heard what other quotes he got, I was like, fuck. God damn it. He was getting like double the quotes, like double in pricing for quotes. Yeah, but, well, you just got to ask first. Like, oh, what did he say? Or right, I'll do it for uh, 18. No, then I got to talk to people more. Trust me, I know I have a podcast, but I'm not a fan of talking to people, like, inside of real life. Like, this is okay, (laughs) because we have a, there's there's a reason this conversation exists, (laughs) but outside of that, I don't want to have one. Yeah. Um, just to ask, because a lot of people do ask when they, when they're, um, they're just kind of curious. So what kind of truck and trailer system do you have going on, um? I know some, were you one of the ones that showed up on an open trailer or you just, yep. you were, yep. Oh, okay. Fucking sweet. Cause there was only like three or four and out of 24 drivers, that's a fucking, it's crazy to me. It blew my mind uh, actually this year. Yep. And it wasn't even mine. Okay. See, actually, the- that's what I thought too. I thought that there were a lot of people who I was like, at least half these motherfuckers showed up in a borrowed trailer. Yeah. I, uh, I've actually not owned a trailer pretty much my entire drifting career. So do you own a trailer at all? I just bought one. Open uh, or closed? Last week. Or enclosed. Yeah. What'd you go with? Uh, It's a PJ, I think. Never heard of them. They're they're pretty popular, but wood deck, black, you know. I was looking looking at... um, going to like an enclosed because you see like all the v-shaped nose ones yeah that it it seems like it's a very common trailer and it's only like seven grand 
Like, okay, that's where they get you though. And that can seven grand at the dealership or the trailer ship, I should say. It's a it's a it's seven grand cash. Okay, that's is, not bad then. Yeah, is what it should. Say. It's like seventy two hundred maybe. Plus, let's call it tax and license. So if you're buying in LA, you're fucked. Buy in Riverside if oh, you can. So yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. What I was saying. Yeah. So like mine, mine was on sale and listed for twenty seven fifty for uh-huh. twenty foot open, which is a steal, and it's a twenty twenty model. But then it was thirty eight hundred out the door was tax and licensing, which is still not a bad deal. No, my but, trailer I bought used for seventeen hundred bucks with a tire rack and a winch. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good deal. It's not when your car don't fit on it. Oh yeah, that's not a good deal. No, no, it <laughs> like my my rear bumper hangs over the rear. Um, the winch is too close. Like I got to pull my front bumper off to even get the car on the trailer. So it's it needs some maintenance. Uh, but that also requires me to stop being a lazy ass. Yeah. And like I barely want to work on my race car, let alone this fucking my tow rig that got stolen recently, which is the reason I've been putting all this uh, extra work into it. Um You gotta put that GPS thing in there, I'm telling you. Yeah, you know I was also looking at um just throwing an alarm in it. I actually put the headers on finally tonight. That's what actually when you when I told you give me a few more minutes, I was welding up my headers. Um First of all, the Speedmaster headers do not bolt in, just in case anyone was wondering, on a O2 yeah, Silverado. Yeah, nope, it does not bolt in. Uh, luckily, yeah. I have a welder and a Sawzall. So, I made it happen tonight. Um, but yeah, I, I had to bolt that in, and then it looks like I'm going to have to cut some more fucking material out, because I have an exhaust leak at the collectors, at the headers, and where the white pipe where the uh, downpipes go. So that's real fun. Um, but those don't bolt in, so I was working on that. I replaced the cylinder lock today. All that fun stuff, because they broke everything in this fucking truck. And I ordered a new stereo system, too, which is kind of nice. So I'll be happy when it's, once it's in. And I also ordered an alarm. Is yours a 5.3? No, it's actually a 4.8, so it's got headers. Oh, really? Yeah, it's got headers nice. now, so maybe it's a 5.3 if it's stock. <laughs> no, actually, um, a friend of mine has an LS6 cam, so I'm actually going to go pick that up, too. Oh, nice. So it's yeah, that'll, a, that'll help a lot. It says a little bit. It says I was looking at the um, some YouTube videos. Like, that dude fucking, was it Richard... I can't think of his last name. He, he actually worked, video that... He actually works at fucking uh, West Tech Performance. Um, he, he has the like long haired guy or the bald guy. The bald guy. Okay, the older one. Yeah. Uh, okay. He he has a whole bunch of fucking videos of all kinds of like these LS recipes, and they're fucking mind blowing. To be honest, he's like, oh yeah, this LS six reading might not be good at all he's like because i blew the engine while it was on the dyno he's like oh yeah that the new video that they just posted where they did the huge cam sheet out right yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, that was such a good video yes yes i was like because i was looking at the lst stuff and i was like oh fuck i'll just get an lst cam and then i was looking into it and i was like shit if i got the ls2 cam then i have to move exactly and i was like that's gonna cost me you know another 200 bucks on top of the cam 
because I just did the same thing with my um, my uh, Cadillac engine. So I had to move everything to the front and all that fun stuff. So I was just like, nope, I will leave it where it's at. And just get the LS6 because they're kind of like similar in uh, specs. So yeah. Fuck it. Well, that, I mean, that, that cam is a really good stock cam too. The LS6 is a, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, those are, oh, oh, it's Richard Holdener. Okay. Those are the only like YouTube videos I kind of like watch because I learn from. I won't watch somebody for like entertainment issue fucking reasons. Have you watched uh, the channel is driven and then it's engineering explained, I think is the playlist. Not the guy that draws on the whiteboard the whole time. No, I'll, I can tell um, you right now. No, I haven't. I don't watch you. Okay. The only reason I found okay. Richard Holdener is because like a friend sent me a video of it. Okay. Watch these. They will completely change the way you build your car. You'll, like they are amazing. They the do or they go to each. Uh, they go to Nelson Racing Engines. Mm-hmm. They go to. I fucking Cortex. love them. I wish I could afford them. Oh, I know they're phenomenal. I don't even understand how. I just want the fucking so intake. I don't even want anything else from them. Oh yeah, the alien head or whatever. It's Dude, called. the thing is so beautiful. It's fucking ridiculous. But yeah, so they go to each one of those and they break it down in like really good terms on like why stuff works, why they do the way that they do and stuff like that. And they have one on uh, cooling and brakes and stuff like that. And they're just, they're really, really good videos on uh, the why they do the stuff that they do and why it works so well. And and then ever since then, I've tried to implement as much from those videos as I can into everything that I build. And I mean, so far, I guess it's kind of worked, I guess, but uh, they're, they're really, really good. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend yeah, I have to look them up send me a link oh. cause I'll forget for sure <laughs> yeah um you know those and then like I'm not a huge fan of like YouTube to begin with and my fucking kid was like I want a YouTube channel I was like fuck so hey, I had this a... is free huh no that I'm not <laughs> worried about the money I'm really not it's just I fucking hate YouTube and everything that has to do with it like I the reason I hate YouTube is, um, let's just use Adam LZ as an example. I don't know the guy. Here's what I do know. The guy, it's a day in, day out thing. I, I did one YouTube video fucking edit, and I realized how much I fucking hate it. And for this guy to do this every day, and then to get the criticism he gets, and spend all this money just for some dickhead in Oklahoma to be like, hey, fuck you. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like I have a I have a new respect for YouTubers, but I I have no patience for it. Yeah, instead of like the people that are on normal TV where you can't really get that negativeness in your face really as much. Yeah, and then you know, you got to remember that like the YouTuber kind of chooses this life because the the reason I say they choose that life or anybody who's going to be in like the spotlight, so to speak, because you see it from all ends. He could go on fucking. It, uh, this is a poor example, but he go on Trump's page and you can see like everyone love him or hate him. There is no in between. Yeah. So it's just like fuck. Like, what do you pick? Like, what do you choose? 
So th- well, yeah, like the to go back to Adam LZ thing or whatever. Like when he went to Pro Two and everyone was so pissed about it, and then you had like ten people that were stoked for him. Like it had to suck hearing that from people like constantly like you don't deserve to be here whatever else and i felt the same way i'll be completely honest um i was like why the fuck did like you can afford to go to a pro-am there's no reason that you shouldn't have but he did prove himself like there's there's no reason he shouldn't be in pro 2 um if like like my my feeling towards that is indifferent now like he deserves to be there he he held his own like, no one gets a first place qualifying just because. Like, it's not... They don't give it to you because you're cool. See, well, the thing that's funny is that all these people got mad. And, like, people don't understand how many people are actually in FD from doing the same thing. Because they don't have the same following. Like, uh, Jao? Uh, Jao went straight into Pro 1 and had never done... Like, he did the British Championship or whatever, but... Uh, or not British. Uh, the Brazilian Championship. Yeah, Brazilian. Sorry, I was, I was about to say Spain, but I was like because he, right be, but because he was the quote unquote winner of that series of their highest tiered series, he got into Pro One. Yeah, but Adam had done similar things or whatever in Japan or some shit. I don't know because I don't really follow him either. But, yeah, neither. Do I. Uh, but they're like Jao and then uh, Federico, same way. But like, but they went straight to Pro One. I feel. But like they've that... had, if I'm not mistaken, they've had championships, and and I could be but, wrong. So somebody, I'm pretty sure somebody will fucking yeah. correct me. Don't care. Um, <laughs> tell somebody the, who does. But I get what you're saying. But I feel they should have went to Pro Two at like if they if they were just gonna. Oh yeah, Jao. I I feel the same way. Like um, I I like I like him, but he's a super nice dude. Yeah. Like. When but was he I ready was for Pro third. One though? In a vet, he's never driven. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. When I was helping Farouk and we did the Motegi Super Drift thing. Okay. Uh, he was like, "Oh, whatever you guys need, you know, like this, like he is like a super, super nice down to earth. Like how he is on like video and stuff that you see of him is like exactly how he is in person. So, so he is, he is a humble person. Yeah, and his That's whole good. crew is super nice. Like, That's good. It, yeah, they're really good He doesn't really pick people. shitty people. Good. Yeah. Do you remember that show, Fastest Car? Yeah. Like a month after I crashed my BMW, I got a DM from them. They're like, hey. Really? Yeah, I did. And they're like, hey, do you want to be on? Do you, can you come on the show? And I was like, um, he's like, oh, shit. I just realized you just crashed your car. I was like, I sure did. And I was like, uh. He's like, can you get a car together within the next two weeks? I was like, uh, depends. I, there was a, you, I had a, spa- like- I had a spare chassis available to do it if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, I had I actually had a whole other chassis, like an E46 chassis that I gave to my cousin because I just I didn't care for the car. Um, I gave it to my cousin and then I was like, yeah, maybe. Uh, what's up? And then nothing ever came of that. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to be building this Cadillac, but it's not going to be done until, like, next year. He's like, oh, the the show will be filmed by then. And I was like, well, hit me up next year if you guys do a season three. So I haven't heard anything back. Yeah, uh, uh, did you hear all the stuff with, uh, was it, what is it, freaking Hyper or whatever, the other stupid. No, but you have to tell me now, and you have to talk about it on here. So let's hear it. 
Well, no, I was just going to say, like, These so are many just people rumors. got calls uh-huh. from them to be on the show, and but, they thought it was people trying to scam them. And then the show came out, and I had all these people on my friends list going, these motherfuckers called me, and I thought they were a scam. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Yeah, see? that Okay, because uh, I don't know if you know who Cahill is. Oh, yeah, you should know him. He's one of the judges of the Drift League. Um, Riley Cahill. I had posted. Uh, a, I think so. Yeah, I, he's the he wasn't JTP or Jeff Jones, so he was the third okay. judge. Okay, uh, he's actually supposed to be the lead judge, um, or he at least he was at some point. Um, I remember I had posted about it. He goes, "Oh, it's actually legit." He's like, they asked me to go to. He's like, I had somebody hit me up to go to New York for thirty days. He's like, but I couldn't do thirty days in New York. And I think it was for Hyperfest. I could be wrong. Um. But apparently, I guess they asked him, and he didn't have a car at the time. I think his car might have been down. He has an S14. Okay. Yeah, uh, I would do that. I I would, but I wouldn't. Like, I don't like the... Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't, like, want this to blow up like that or myself. Like, I have no desire in... Um, like Gerald Hernandez getting a lot of recognition. But, I'd rather have the show get recognition. Recognition. But you'll have to get recognized. No, 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 that's cool and all, to... but that's not my ultimate goal. Like to be completely okay. honest, like I have no desire to like actually see somebody in public and then recognize me. Like I, I would actually hate that. Um, I know. So you want to hear a funny story about that that happened to me the other day? I would, fu- I would have, I would have been pissed. I would have been like, "Why are you bothering me?" So we went to my brother's graduation. Uh-huh. College or they, high school? Uh, high school. And they were driving, doing the, like, parade drive-by thing since no one could actually, like, go to a graduation or whatever. Yeah. And uh, this kid in this car that just graduated drives by and he's all, hey, oh, biker skater. <laughs> and I was like, what? And my wife's like... I am so embarrassed by you right now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm embarrassed for myself. And I, I have no idea who he is or anything. And I asked my brother and he's like, yeah, I think it's this guy. I'm not sure. Wait, explain the bike or skater thing. Uh, my username? Yeah. Is it because you like to bike and skate? Like, that's cool. Yeah. Well, it's been my handle for ever. Wait, and how do you? I, you um, I'll be 30 this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, since the dawn of the internet, that's been my uh, my username. And I probably should change it to something more drift-related or more professional-ish, I guess, maybe. I don't know, but it, it's hard to let go. It's just, it's literally everything. Like, my Zilvia account, my... Uh, Your Zilvia account? Does that even exist anymore? Surprisingly, yes. Like, people still post on there quite often. Seriously? I thought everything moved. I'm not on that, so, but I thought everything, like, completely moved to. Facebook Marketplace? Not necessarily Marketplace, but um, just the groups and everything. Like, even LS1 Tech is kind of dead. Yeah, it's super dead. And all those people on there are kind of idiots. I don't understand, like,. If you ever, like, if you ever deal with that guy, Fuzzy Logic, just kind of like whatever he says, just it's fuzzy. Throw it out the window. 
Well, no, I don't, I don't post. I just yeah. I if just you read it, stuff if you find the shit, yeah. Yeah, I like because when I did the C five uh, diff in the car, mm-hmm. everyone said you had to do like all this crazy mounts. You had to make all the like modify the subframe, do all this crazy shit, and like I I'm bet like, it bolted Damn, this in. This is gonna be. It did. All <laughs> I had to do was take the side plates off of the C six diff. Two bolts didn't align, and everything else did. It was or it was one bolt on either side that didn't line up, and it it was just not there. It was like not a provision for that diff. And bolted it straight up, and it went right into the stuff. I'm like, and I made like all these crazy custom mounts like prior to like doing this and thinking that I needed it. Yeah, and and didn't need any of it. I was so mad. Yeah, so like my car doesn't have a Cadillac CTS diff in it. It has a SRX diff. The um... Equinox. No, the SRX. The is it the SRX? No, it's yeah, it's the SRX. It's the basically the um the SUV version of this car. But it's, oh okay. Yeah, so it, but those yeah, came with Equinox, or whatever, right? It's no, the version. It's the I guess maybe I I don't know what an Equinox is. Um, it's like the mid-sized GMC. No, 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 no. It's not that. Um, okay. it's the SRX. You'd have to look it up. So those came with like a 391 diff. That's the reason I switched over because before I had the my only options were like a fucking 315, a 323, and a 373. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm missing one. But the SRX just came with a 391, so I went with that route. But yeah, that's also nice. yeah, also with the SRX. So remember how you were talking about the webbing and the diff from the C5, mm-hmm. the C6, or whatever. So it's the same thing. So we have within the first gen Cadillac stuff. So not only does it share the diff with the SRX, but it, they have four different versions of a diff. So they're the gen one, gen two, gen three, gen four, um, gen three and gen four are a little bit different as far as like the webbing casting goes on the jet rag itself to make it a little bit stronger. So what I basically have is a quote unquote gen four diff with 391 gears in it. And that's kind of like the only option I have outside of like a 373 or a 323 i think there's like maybe a 356 option but i I just don't see those as useful especially with my um like my 256 my 256 first gear like it doesn't do a whole lot yeah so speaking on that uh i didn't realize when i put the z06 trans in my car Mm -hmm. that the gearing of the trans was different the it's diffs a, the same it's not it's and it's very minimal it's not a lot that's the weird part no it's it's way different actually it's the so what my is the first gear, gear used to only uh i don't remember off the top of my head but first one used to go to like 50 i think and now See, it goes to thing. like 70 first gear yeah see that's the thing is um there's fuck i gotta look it up again so the muncie that i have is very close to a t56 and the t56 wasn't supposed to change so much at least from the one that i had that was in the cadillac it, it, it's only the z06 oh shit really different. so is it yeah. supposed to mean is it supposed to keep you high up on the rpm after you switch out of first so it's kind of like a uh, uh a shorter gear so to speak no, it's way longer. All the really? gears are way longer. All of them. Oh, okay. yeah. So I gotta look at that. So up 
before my second gear went to like 75 and mm-hmm. now it goes to 95 like everything went up like 20 miles an hour my third gear goes to like 120 i can tell you right now my gears didn't do that in the t56 i had in the cadillac i think i was hitting fourth gear at doing 130 mm-hmm. ready to shift into the next that's the the cadillac i actually crashed that created this whole ensemble of me building two cars after that yeah my fourth will do 160 right now holy shit so but what what's your final drive like 3.42 okay yeah so at drift league i didn't realize this so the whole time i was in second gear because my third was too long Uh uh-huh and yeah it was all fucked off and that also hindered me pretty bad and that was so when me and brad went and he had already pretty much won the battle i was like all right i'm just gonna have to like go all out like i don't i don't have a choice like i just need to pull all the punches and haul ass and so that run was the only run in comp that i entered in third because i knew that like I could scrub speed like insanely fast. Like that car scrubs speed super fast, stops super fast, everything else. And I've driven enough S13s to know that it, it won't match that grip limit of that car. Yeah. And so, my, I mean, luckily he did hit me because it gave us the one more time. But I was just hoping to pull far enough away and then dip into that corner. And But he instead tried to uh, match my speed and didn't stop or whatever yeah so you had a small collision yeah no it was good uh i was really bummed though that we hit and like i pulled over to him uh he didn't hear me but his other guy i was like is his is he all good or whatever and i think he kind of took it as like yeah we're gonna be out there dude and like that's not <laughs> what i meant in any way shape before i was just like i just want to make sure like you're good you know like we just hit so, but he he was super cool and was super cool after and stuff. Yeah, he's he's actually really cool. He's like very uh what's the best way to put it? Like understanding, he's like, "Oh, what happened?" Like he'll ask you before he like assumes like, "Oh, you fucked me." Yeah, like I really appreciate that about people. Like it it's I hate when people expect like only think the worst. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I was really happy that, he didn't, like, I, I wasn't trying to, like, pull anything yeah. or anything. I just wanted to pull all stops and just try and drive as best as I could because I knew that I had already been beaten. Mm. Yeah, some people get, like, kind of weird about it. And, like, I think, like, for me, if somebody, if I did something wrong and, I, and someone came up to me and started talking shit, like, first of all, like, I'm going to be a dick. If you came up to me like, hey, man, what's going on? And you asked me, I'll be like, that's my fault. Or if it's something that I did wrong, whatever. But if you if you start coming at me like sideways, I'm going to be an asshole. Like in return, I'm going to be like, you can you know, you can kiss my ass. Now now I'm glad that happened. Even if it was like a mistake on my end. Like now I'm glad yeah. it happened because you're, you're being shitty about it. Um, but but Brad is not like that. Like Like even throughout the day. Because we pitted maybe, like, one car over from Brad in the hot pits. And um, mm-hmm. every time I saw that dude get on the phone, like, he was, like, super excited to talk. I don't know who he was talking to on the phone. Um, 
I think he actually talked about it, like who he was talking to, but I don't remember. Yeah, I think he said it was his uncle or something. Yeah, but he was like super excited to talk about it. He's like very enthusiastic, and um, he was like explaining everything that was going on with the car and stuff like that. And I was like, oh shit, that's actually pretty fucking cool. Like he wasn't like I never heard him say a negative thing about anybody or an, or another driver, and that 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 means a lot because especially like with everything here, like. Especially in the drift community, I know everyone thinks it's all picture perfect, but like I hear so much shit about drivers shitting on other drivers. Yeah, uh, the, the drama is real. Yeah, yeah, it it very much is, and um, so to not hear it, uh, it's kind of like a good thing because he's like, oh, I don't feed into that, and I really appreciate that from some from people. Um, but he was just like excited to to ex to excel in the car. That he's only driven on that day. That was his fifth day driving it, I believe. Um, to go where he went. And, like, to to take a yeah. contender out like you, like, and in, in, in not to discredit you, but, um, or actually even to kind of, like, give you more credit, is you took John Schaefer out in the top 16, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. Schaefer is not... <sighs> He was not too happy about it. No, no, no. Not, not that he's not too happy, but it, it, maybe he maybe he wasn't. Um, but he's Schaefer, in my opinion, is one of the best drivers at the Drift League. And, and the reason I say that is because the way he drives and the what he has. So the guy is on a wise fab front. I don't know what he's at in the rear, um, but the guy's only on three hundred and eighty horsepower in an S fourteen, and he's out there fucking killing it. it yeah in my opinion um actually we we both work in like the uh construction industry and on friday we were both in big bear i was trying to meet up with them to grab lunch but it just didn't work out um but like i think he kills it and uh i think his driving really sets apart from other people and like when you took him out i was like oh shit like I honestly, I thought he was gonna just knock you out right away, and I was like, "Holy yeah. shit!" Like when I saw you chase him, I was like, "Jesus fuck!" Like, oh, Schaefer fucked himself. <laughs> like he should have drove a little bit better on the on his uh, lead run because he, if I'm not mistaken, he qualified higher than you. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that that's the that thing whole... is like uh, he he underestimated you. Well, maybe or maybe he just didn't drive as good as he should have when he first led. No, I think a lot of people did because a lot of people said that in the second half it looked like I woke up and I pretty much did because I drove down there like that morning and we got to the hotel at four, slept for two hours and then went straight to the track. Fucking sick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was burnt out like no other. And that's why I like, I, I looked like complete shit during the first practice and then Second practice, I uh, was finally like waking up with it, I guess. And like I, I did a few tan or I, not a few. I think I did one run with uh, Sean, mm-hmm. the, the eleven car. That's my boy. And yeah, we, we went and uh, it was a really good run. And and then at that point, I was like, all right, I'm 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 good now. And then everything from there on was was pretty okay. Yeah, I just and- don't do well with qualifying. Yeah, that's that's fair. A lot of people get like the nerves. Do you, I, I'm assuming you do. Um, yeah, I, I, I end up trying to go 
too hard and like spin or something but having my radio this time which a lot of people made a lot of comments but you know it was real nice to have wait what like negative comments uh no they're just making funny comments like here's this guy fucking rocking out during drift comp oh your fucking radio oh i'm sorry yeah. I, I thought you meant like like you were talking to somebody on the other end um, no no like my my actual car radio oh please don't tell me you're listening to, like fucking lincoln park or papa roach no i, no, <laughs> I, I was playing a bunch of different stuff you're you you qualified to cut my life into pieces, or <laughs> yeah, what is it? Is is I think it's called my last resort or something. Yeah, cut my life <laughs> into pizza. Whatever. <laughs> my plastic fork. Yeah. But uh, I, I can't remember who said it. Oh, Brad, Brad, I think said it. He's like, yeah. When I heard uh, Ozzy come on as you pulled up, I knew I was fucked or something like that. For all we know, is fucking. Uh, Damn, I was gonna make a good joke, but it, I ruined it. Sorry. It's okay. You still say it. No, it. I, no, I'm gonna Google it because I already <laughs> forgot. I forgot the group that fucking. Uh, I can't even remember her name right now. Wait, you have a fucking radio in your car? Do you have door panels yeah. still? Yep. What? Yeah. And you're wondering why you're. Ha- Wait, have you done anything to kind of like get your weight down, or are you not really really worried about it? Uh, it's fully stripped as far as, except minus door panels. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I expected it to weigh way less, but according to the scales at Drift League, it was 3113 without me in it. So that's, okay, that's the thing. So my, my car weighed 3,201 round. I pounds out of it between the two rounds and the... I weighed 3,201 pound one round, and then the next round I weighed 3,100. But also my car has a 113-inch-plus wheelbase. It's, mm-hmm. like, 113.4. So it might be a little bit off, um, you know, considering that those are that – if I'm not mistaken, that scale is set up to register, like, a NASCAR – what is that, like, a fucking entry-level NASCAR wheelbase? I don't know what they are. Don't ask me. I think, if yeah, I'm not mistaken, yeah. those are set up to weigh those. Okay. Um, so, it, it could be more, it could be less, it could just be not on the scales correctly. But I did try to lighten it, it up as much as possible. Are you doing anything to lighten yours up? Uh, I, I want to redo my door bars. And so, I built everything in the matter of like 10 hours i so i did the shootout at sonoma okay and i used farouk's fd car oh you were the one that used farouk's car yeah okay now i remember that i remember him uh mentioning that yeah so i did that and uh josh love knocked me out and i Pretty confident I probably would have had it, but I made the mistake of not buying enough tires. And so Farouk gave me two of his Nexon tires to run, and it completely changed the way the car was driving the whole time. And so it it just royally screwed me. Like I, I didn't have the confidence in the car that I had up to that point. And so right after that event, uh, the Colorado shootout was coming up 
and he was taking the car to grid life so i was not able to use the car again so i had to get the corvette ready and i had a week to get it ready mm-hmm. so me and a few friends just went to town we pulled the motor out put a spec stage five clutch in uh fixed a few minor things uh, like the slave went bad because uh, i boiled the fluid and then i built the cage while they were doing that and we got it all together and we were like three hours shy from leaving when we needed to leave and we probably still could have made it but it it was it was going to be too close that it, it wouldn't have been worth it to go and oh, so okay. like the cage the cage is like a really nice cage still it's just not what i would have liked out of yeah. what i know i'm capable of building yeah that makes sense like so, you, you know, you could um, do it a lot better, but you know, you when you do something inside of ten hours, it is. Well, and I was working the whole time too, so the ten hours was the two hours every day plus after work or whatever, uh, or whatever a couple days. Actually, it was it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I think we were going to leave Thursday. So whatever those hours end up spreading across those few days. It was it was madhouse though because I had to, we had to fully strip the car, we had to like do everything because it was still a stock car up to that point. Yeah, it's not fucking easy. No, it it was a real hard week. But the other problem is is I can't really rem- like I would like to do full kickout bars and go straight into the door and remove all of my windows and stuff, but my car lives outside, so. I can't really do that. Oh, see, that's the thing. Okay, what you just said right now. So the car lives outside. So people who who are building their car right now, you're not the only one who's building a car outside. Um, oh, no, well, my whole thing is dirt, gravel, and everything. Okay, I don't even have. So that's what I'm saying, though. Like, there's so many people who are like, so many people have commented on like just my post, for instance. Like, I have a, I don't have a big garage. Uh, but I have a bigger garage than others. I don't have a small garage, but I have a smaller garage than others. And people have been like, oh, and I don't have all the tools that mm-hmm. I need to do what I, what I want to do. But people are like, oh, it must be nice to have that set up. But I'm just saying, like, everybody has, like, a different situation. And, like, just for you to say that you're like, my car started outside. Like, I have to have fucking windows in my car. Like, because if not, then I'm kind of fucked. And unless and, yeah. and obviously there's money that goes into, um, you know, making the frames and actually doing like a Lexan window or something like that to actually still be sealable. Like that's not free. That's it's gonna cost yeah. you like four hundred dollars per window. And I, this is me being obviously very generous of your time. Material isn't that much, but because you know how much it's gonna cost you for material. Um, and and likewise to me. But it's not free. Like, you know, you're utilizing what you have. So instead of you getting rid of the windows and getting rid of that extra weight, you're you're making it work because your car is stored outside. Um, and I think that's kind of like the thing with, with kind of like this podcast that I try to make is that people need to utilize what they do have and make it work for them. And I, that is what you had just said is a perfect example of what you are making work for you. Yeah, I, 
I feel like a lot of people think that they can't do something because they don't have necessarily the means or the and, space and or whatever. But and, and, and to add to that, that's just like an excuse to not do it. Like, if you want to do this, you're going to do it. You're going to make it happen. And that is a perfect example of you making it happen. Yeah, the well, I do have a garage, but it's more of a shade structure because it's pretty ran down and... Uh, but like I always have a customer car in there and that's where the customer cars go. So my car goes out there, but like the work that I feel like, I feel I do really, really high quality work for what I have. And, uh, like I don't have crazy tools. Like I don't have a crazy bandsaw. I don't have a crazy bender or anything like that. I just have a manual bender and my welder and I just make do with what I have and, do the best I can with that and everything else is kind of collides together I guess yeah and the same goes here like I have a fucking like the um, the chop saw I have is my dad's like he's just not fucking using it right now so I stole it um, you know I don't have a whole lot of tools like and then people just th seem to think that you know Oh, you have all these tools, but yeah, I'm spending, like me, I try to spend, let's just call it a hundred bucks. No, that's on the high end. Let's just say 50 bucks every couple of weeks when I get paid to buy new tools. So buying just an edge, I, I, I'm probably naming the tool wrong, um, or like a square, you know, those are a couple bucks. Buying some clamps, C-clamps, buying some magnets, shit like that. Like, that's a couple bucks. You can, you know, within the next two months, let's just say you're spending 50 bucks a paycheck. And I, and I get that 50 bucks for me may not be a lot, but for somebody else, it may be that's the only spending money they have. I've been there. Trust me, I know. Um, but, like... But if you want it, you'll figure you'll it out. You'll have to and... do it. Yeah, and then, you know, change somebody's fucking brakes for, for 50 bucks. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you, because... Advertise. I, I, you're gonna have to figure it out if you want to make this happen. You're gonna have to do it. Like no one's gonna make it happen for you. I think we've all realized that by this time. Yeah. But, but yeah, the yeah. So the car just stayed outside, and yeah. But the the thing that sucks though is before with the bride seat that was in the car, which wasn't legal for anything. Uh, it was a good seating position and stuff, and my elbow was inside the cage. But now, with the Sabelt seat and its seating position, and the having the quick release and hub on, it makes my elbow sit outside the cage, and I I don't really like that. So that's that's the other reason why I want to, other than ditching the weight from the windows and stuff, would be nice. But having that extra safety factor of not shattering my elbow if someone runs into me. Yeah, I know that um, Bride just came out with actually a Halo seat. No, they've had them for a while, but they're or, dumb expensive. Yeah, when you have friends. Because uh, I've considered it, and I've thought about... Sorry about that. Um, I've thought about like hitting him up and asking him, like, you know... Because I have a very close friend that, that kind of like works with them. Mm -hmm. And I've even considered like hitting him up, but then again, it's like, fuck... I gotta have the car running. I gotta be able to prove, like, hey, this is a worthy car. And not only is the car worthy, like, I'm worthy of get, obtaining that sponsorship. And that's something that I've kind of like really been struggling with. 
Um, like I don't, I don't want anything for free. Um, like I want to prove my worth type deal. Like, cause I don't want, I don't want to ever feel like I owe somebody. Uh, yeah. That's my biggest fucking gripe with uh, sponsorships, and that's the big, the biggest reason I don't want to work with people is because it's like, I feel like I owe somebody. Like, oh, you just gave me free shit, and like, ah. Or just yeah, a spot you, on my car is not enough. Yeah, or you uh, you gave me fifty percent off, fifteen percent off. Like that's not enough. Like that's that's a fuck me deal. Like I'd rather pay the extra fifteen percent. Um, at least that's how I feel about it. Some others might feel different. Like, oh, I'm creating a relationship, and then you never see that relationship take off. And that's not to be a dick. It's just kind of like what I've seen. Like even in Pro Two. Yeah, uh, Nick worded it pretty well when I did the fortune stuff. He was saying that you know, like some people do come in and just come in for just the discount, do whatever for the year, and leave. But if you stay on with us. We will keep supporting you as long as you keep supporting us. And that's the thing, and that's like, that's kind of like that hit and miss part, where it's like, okay, some of us are trying to make like uh, trying to get our like our foothold in this, and we're trying to create that that relationship in the pro am, but it's like when I don't even get like a response from you to say like, hey, how's everything going? It's like, oh, okay, you're not interested in working with me. You're just expecting me to do, you're expecting me to kind of like kiss your ass, so to speak, and reach out to you every month and feel like I'm bothering you. And then when I do talk to you, it's just like, okay, cool, man. Thanks. Or I don't even get a response. So that's, that's my, that's been my personal experience with companies. And um, that's kind of why I've decided to stop reaching out to people. Um, and I don't want that to discourage anybody else. This is just my personal experience. I'm also not a people person. Uh, I know that I'm not a salesman, um, like with work and shit like that. I make that very clear. Like with my boss, I'm like, dude, I'm not a salesman. I'm not going to fucking reach out to people. I'm not going to follow up with people. Like I'm going to give them a price. If they go with me, they go with me. If they don't, they don't. Um, I think that's kind of like the difference. Uh, I don't, I don't know about you. If you're like, let's just say you reach out to. Uh, fuck, I can't think of anything. Like a, a fuel system company. Let's just say you reach out to like Fuel Tech, and they never reach out. They never or Fuel Lab rather, and they never get back to you. So you decided like hit them up one more time. Like, see, that's something I wouldn't do. Like, oh, you yeah, ignored. I, I you don't ignore, like that either. Yeah, you ignored me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bother you. Thank you. Like, hopefully you read it and you just decided to tell me to fuck off, but you didn't want to tell me to fuck off. Like, I'll I never, actually. I've only done that once and it was because it was something that I was really interested in and my buddy had a connection with the company and I was like, Hey, can you just like let them know that I emailed them? Mm-hmm. And like, it had already been like a couple of weeks at that point. And then it was like another couple of weeks after I had asked him to hit him up. And I don't know if it was another couple of weeks cause he was just like, oh, shit, I forgot to hit them up or something, you know, or what it was. But they actually finally emailed me back, and they were like, hey, sorry, you know, uh, things have just been crazy. Like, we get a lot of emails from a lot of people, but uh, we like what you're saying and everything else. So we would like to move along with this with you. Yeah, and I think 
and I think like me as like a perfect example of what not to do. And I, and I say that, I say that often. Um, like, cause I, like I said, I don't follow up. I'm not a salesman and I, I genuinely like, I'm an introvert. So I don't genuinely like to, like, I don't just go out and conversate with people. Like I'm cool with having this podcast. I like, this is kind of like outside of my realm and getting me comfortable, but I, I genuinely like, I'll shoot the shit with you. Like, hi, how are you? How's you doing? How's life? Whatever. But outside of that, like, I don't want to have any more conversation. Like, it's not, not to be a dick. But if, if I don't have anything in common with you, like, what are we going to talk about? The fucking yeah. flowers? Like, I don't know anything about flowers. I feel like I'm that way, too, when I go to the track. Because I, I talk to a bunch of people online all the time. But then when I'm at the track, I literally talk to no one. Because, like, I'll say like, hi. I'll say hi, and that's it. <laughs> yeah and i'm not trying to be like a dick or anything i just i I don't know unless like you're like a really close friend like i have no problem talking to you but like if it's someone that i've talked to like one dude i talked to a bunch online and we went to the track and had he not really come up to me i probably would never even said anything to him yeah after walking by him like three times yes that's how it worked with with like sean murtha like i asked him like hey do you want help he's like yeah and then I pretty much farted right next to him, like five minutes after we met. And he's like, "Did you just shit yourself?" And I was like, "Maybe." Um, and then like the same thing with like Ryo O'Connor. I've had him on the show before, and like we didn't. I was like, "Hey, what's up? You're Rye, right?" And like we had a quick conversation, but I we weren't fucking hanging out the rest of the night. Like that's the thing. Like I don't want to. I just that's just not how it's not me. I'm not like a very social person. Unless I'm drunk, then I'm like, hey, we're all best friends. Um, yeah. But you can't get drunk at the Drift League, apparently. Yeah, the, uh, the funny thing with Bry is, like, I maybe said two words to him prior to the Drift League. Like, we've drifted a bunch at the track together and stuff like that. Oh, I've okay. never really talked to him. Yeah. And then, uh, because he did the Sonoma shootout, too. And I, I talked to him maybe a couple more words at that point in time. But then at the Drift League, we talked quite a bit and now we talk all the time on instagram and stuff it's, uh, it's, it's just he, crazy sold, how he sold me my clutch so i'll be happy yeah and i'm not worried about it if it works 100 percent as long as it gets me through the end of the year and i can afford then to you can buy a spec uh i had a spec <laughs> i'm just kidding actually i'm not gonna lie so a lot of people are like oh what blew? like your clutch blew up so just to clarify my clutch didn't blow up uh my flywheel did my very stock 1999 chevrolet 4.8 truck flywheel truck flywheel cast flywheel blew up not my spec clutch um it was still mostly in one piece but the the flywheel overheated and it kind of exploded and it caused a whole bunch of problems um it was just the information that I found available online at the time, and I wasn't asking anybody any questions because I didn't like talking to people. Uh, yeah. So that's the information I found, and that's what worked for a year and a half until it blew up and caused me to spend more money and have more problems. Um, but yeah, the spec clutch was actually fine. Um, if I'm not mistaken, spec clutch kind of uses like the LS7 um, pressure plate. Nope. For the, no, for what I had. They, oh, okay. They, yeah, for what yeah. I had. Okay, so for what I had, they, they for the their eleven inch clutch, it's the pressure plate is basically like a very similar to an L seven clutch, and the clutch was fine too. 
obviously it was fucked up on the mostly fucked up on the flywheel side but on the pressure plate side everything was pretty much normal um since the flywheel blew apart it did kind of disintegrate the mounting points of the the pressure plate itself but nothing was there was no problem like spec clutch isn't a bad clutch and that's one thing i don't want people to think like some people were hitting me up oh oh, what clutch were you running like that that didn't fucking matter it wasn't my clutch i blew up it was the flywheel um so many people are quick to badmouth like whatever brand they're not running yeah and i've and i've been very very guilty of that in the past like even with when i had nate snyder on and like when he was going to plug monster i fucking started bullshitting about my experience with monster and then I feel like a dickhead afterwards. Um, but yeah, people are, are willing to badmouth. And I think that's kind of like with that experience with Nate, like just a couple episodes ago, I realized like, oh, I need to shut the fuck up and not not be that person who's going to badmouth the company. Yeah. Yeah. Like even though, like I said, the, the headers I ordered for my truck are not made for a truck. They clearly they do not tell you they're for a Silverado. They tell you they're for a Tahoe or a Suburban. Well, all the headers come with no flanges. Huh? All the headers, like for the trucks, come with no flanges or anything. Oh no, it came with flanges. It came with everything. They're supposed oh, to it be. Did? They're you... supposed to be bolt on for a Tahoe or a um, Suburban. But I drive a Silverado. It's all, it's all the same, if anybody asks. Um, but it didn't bolt in, and I've been welding the living shit out of it and cutting it. And it's... Oh, damn. I finally yeah, got the, it. Yeah. The one eBay ones I looked up, they just they were just a 3-inch open. They didn't come with anything. No, these are 2.5-inch with a Y-pipe. And, uh, oh, okay. But the problem That's is, cool. is uh, where the collector is from the header to the Y-pipe, they don't match. There's, like their their two products don't match. Uh, they do, but the 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 that part right there does not seal correctly. It's about I want to say it's about an, an any like probably an eighth of an inch too long at the collector portion, so it doesn't work. Is yours four wheel drive? I know there's nope. a difference between the two. No, nope, oh. not four wheel drive. So it doesn't seal correctly, so you can hear an exhaust leak now. And I was like, shit, now I got to cut that off. It makes you feel better. I have a fat exhaust leak on mine too. From I don't the, want a fucking exhaust like leak, dude. I'm <laughs> about to go buy V bands and just cut it all and weld it again. And then, my, like, my girlfriend hit me up today. She's like, "Did you you finally fix the truck?" I was like, "No, it still leaks." And she doesn't know what an exhaust leak is. She's like, "Oh, okay, it sounds normal." <laughs> and she's an asshole. So, what the fuck does she know? Uh, yeah, but it has it has exhaust leaks at the collector, and then. It also has, I don't know if it's a fucking knock or one of the lifters that took a shit, but it's a 4.8, so probably one of the lifters. Um, that's got to happen soon, too, with the LS6 cam I'm going to put in it eventually. Yeah. Does yours have a bunch of piston slap? Because mine has piston slap like no one's business. We're going to have to talk about what piston slap is because I haven't even looked into that. Uh, it's basically like when it's cold, the piston's like kind of rocking back and forth as it goes through the stroke. Probably. It's old. But you know what? I actually still have my LS6 internal, so I was thinking like, hey, if this motor took a shit, I'll just go grab another block and throw my LS6 internals in it. There you go. 
I really thought about that, and I was like, fuck it, I'll just spend the money now and have something that actually will get me if if the if the opportunity you know arises like let's say, let's say I do get my pro T license at least I can have a truck that I know the engine will get me across country and back even if it's yeah. not a diesel yeah that was the whole reason why I got mine I, I don't have a silver rod I have a Sierra but it's, uh, it's the same d- LQ4. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Which but is with the like, 6.0, 2500. Yeah, I was like, if anything, like, say I'm, like, completely stranded in the middle of nowhere and I'm towing my Corvette and I really needed to, I could pull apart off the Corvette yep. and put it on the truck. That's the same thing off. I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll show as much as I would not want to do that. As, yeah, as much as I would not want to do the double work. <laughs> It's better than not being able to get anywhere. Yeah. Especially to not spend a single dime to just put the fucking motor in the car. Or motor in the truck, rather. For it to bolt right in. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, So we'll see. That, like, so I did my first big tow last weekend. I went up to park for their first big event. Oh, how'd you like it? Yeah, let's talk about that park. Uh, it was my first time there. Uh, the scenery is absolutely amazing. It's a beautiful, beautiful track. And wait, did you drive there at night or in the morning, like during the day? Uh, well, I drove there at night on the. I've been up there quite a few times. Yeah, the drive is is completely different. Oh yeah, I'd much rather drive to Oregon than LA, even the extra distance. I agree. But I agree. I agree. Like it, it just seems like it goes by like way faster, even though it's way. And longer. it's such a much, it's such a much more beautiful drive than it is driving to LA from the Bay Area. Yeah. Uh, if anybody's ever taken the drive, it's it's not the same. It's it's cool. I'm on the highway going to LA, but like when you go to Oregon, it's it's all mountain views. It's it's green, not fucking yellow from all the the grass dying. Uh, very shaded. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a very beautiful drive, as opposed to coming to LA. But go ahead. Yeah, so I got there. Uh, I did two laps, and then the car went into limp mode, and Sick. have not figured it out since. So, but uh, it was it was quite. Wait, you're still quite... obviously you're still in the stock ECU. Um, what 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 throws that thing into limp mode? Uh, the problem with the, well, your CGSV originally might be about the same, but the body control module is very wired into like everything. Oh, and wait, so, you still have that? Yeah. Okay. See, I don't have that. Um, but I know what you're talking about, but I've seen a lot of, so getting rid of that might help you tremendously, but go ahead. Yeah. So the, uh, went out there. The did the two laps, went in the limp mode. I hooked up the HP tuners, and it said that the pedal was only commanding forty percent. And so I thought the pedal went bad, or the throttle body went bad. And so uh, your buddy Kyle brought me up a uh, pedal. Who's my buddy Kyle? The guy you got your car from. Striker. Yeah. He brought you an O four pedal for an O five car. No, he brought me a uh, 
a C6 Corvette pedal. He had one for some reason. I don't know why. Just by the way, but, everyone who doesn't know, I bought my car from Kyle Stryker. It's an 04. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so he, he bought me a pedal, plugged it in. It didn't fix it. I bought the pedal from him anyways just so I had a spare. And Wait, then my what buddy, year is your pedal out of? I have no idea. I might need it. it. it was That's connected. what I'm asking. I might need it. Oh, <laughs> Give me a part It's just a C6. Uh, I can pull it out later. They're the same pedal as the CTSV. That's what I'm asking. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, no. The TAC module might be. But go ahead. Uh, so my other buddy in Washington had a throttle body for his LS2 GTO. And uh, another buddy took grabbed it from him brought it an hour of the way down and I drove the rest of the way and then mobbed back, plugged that all in, still didn't fix it. And then that was, we tried a bunch of other stuff, but like it wasn't throwing a code. And I think I messed up because it did this once before when we rented out Grange a few months back. And as soon as I unhooked the battery and hooked it back up, it stopped being in lit mode and was fine and had been fine up until this point again. So as soon as I got off the track, I did that, and I fucked myself because there was no code anymore because I did that. And then finally, once the next day that we started to run it, a few codes came up, one for cam sensor and one for ABS module. And if the ABS module on the Corvette's, like, fucked with at all, it, it goes into limp mode or doesn't start and does a bunch of stuff. And then the, I have the CAN bus wires looped, so technically it shouldn't have anything to do with it. But like I said, I, I pretty much gave up at that event and just started hanging out, especially because the second day was so packed. I think there was 200 drivers, and the line wrapped like three-eighths around the back of the track. So you're only drifting like an eighth of the track down there. It was nuts. Hey, I've never you, seen so many. Are you, are you coming to round two of the Drift League? Of course. If it happens, I might, I might, that might be my first event in this car. Um, I don't want it to be. I want to get a test day in. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because you know how that goes. But. Well, if you get it done and my car is good to go by that point and you want to do a test day out at Willows or something, dude, I'd be that's, down. That's my test day, actually. Uh, either that or like an Adams test day. Um We'll see how that goes. Even Grange. Grange is so flipping cheap, I could not even believe it. 50 bucks? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was 250 bucks for us three to rent it, plus, like, we could have a total of 10 people out there. Yeah. We rented all day to ourselves. Yeah, it's 250 for the weekday to have it isolated to you, but it's 50 bucks for an open track day, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Yeah, no, I think he raised it to 60. Or sixty five. I can live with sixty five dollars. Yeah, it's still nothing. Yeah, yeah. That's sixty five dollars plus the fifty bucks in gas. That's probably gonna be the first place I hit. What tires are you actually running this season? So I ran the Iron Man high moves Gen twos for round one. And, and, had, and you had that much smoke? Yeah, right. Uh they were they were surprisingly pretty pretty good for what they are uh i didn't really have any complaints um and they lasted pretty well too i don't know if you saw my gnarly burnout on the uh 
after the ceremony or top eight ceremony or 16 ceremony or whatever like when we all like drove out but i did probably the gnarliest burnout of my life and they i had already done all of qualifying on that set and then did that fat burnout and there was still like a bunch of like life left i was really really surprised and they didn't chunk or anything like, i did a straight like two three minute burnout in second gear and nothing but next round i'll be running the next in uh sur 4g's uh you're running the sure 4g's on the next round have you gotten any seat time on them yeah uh that's i've driven i've, I've driven my car once on them i've driven uh fruk's car a few times on them and then that's what i drove donovan's car with that that uh demo they're they're insanely grippy i think the achilles are a little bit more grippy but the the nexon has a better like all-around grip whereas the seller is just like insane forward bite i guess it's got a pretty good side bite too but i think the it's more even with the nexon i'd really love to give them all a try and actually kind of like give my own perspective on them because i like i've heard so many good things but the, but then like at the same time i hear like what bothers me is i hear like a biased review at least so yeah. i believe because I, I like i hear like let's just say fucking dickhead is sponsored by nexon and asshole is sponsored by achilles you know i hear this the same reviews and like one's better than the other. You know, yeah, well, I'm not sponsored by any of them. So yeah, so it's <laughs> I, I really like to get my like my own opinion out there, but then again, I'm also nobody, so it doesn't really help. Um, I also just ran the uh, NTO fives when I was at Grange, mm-hmm. and those were really good. Like, I, I really, really liked them. I ran them before in the past, and I wasn't too big of a fan. Okay. But uh, I ran or Eric Hill. I think you know who that is. He's Shaker's buddy and stuff. No, he drives the S13 Coupe. Uh, hatch, the orangish I mean, one. Hatch, sorry. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he came out to Grange with us, and so I did, like, the first couple laps with the Ironmans on the car and then put the NTO5s on. And he was like, holy shit, dude, your car just got so much faster with those. And I was like, yeah, I know. Like, it, it was it was night and day difference. And they lasted, they were exactly the same from when I put them on to quartz. Like, they they didn't change. the, They didn't delam, they didn't anything. But the grip the whole time was completely consistent. Yeah. And then now, right now I have on the car and what I was going to burn off at... Uh, Park was the NT555 G2s, mm-hmm. those FD tires. Yeah. So far, I'm not too impressed with them. Like, I've just driven them around on the street and a couple on and off ramps and stuff, but... I heard that last year, uh, though. I, I could definitely see how they would. They're they're very, very tall and oh, deep tread. Oh, okay. So, uh, and they smoke like crazy. Okay, so that might make more sense, but they're not necessarily making more grip, especially if you're limited to a 255 as opposed to 
Like what's Vaughn and Chelsea limited to? Like a three fifteen with at their weight class at three hundred five. I maybe? believe so. Yeah, yeah. they're okay. also squishier. That might make sense because so, I remember they I running the anti five five fives. Not not the ones you're talking about. Um, the previous generation. Yeah, on my Cadillac. Like I remember when I and I bought my car in 2015. That was the first set of tires I bought because there was like a thousand bucks for all four mountain balanced. Um, and it was fine until I ripped a burnout trying to get on the freeway. And they didn't stick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, so the, the, but the G2s, G2s right now I never were had 275. Uh huh. And the NTO5s were 265. And I think that the NTO5s were still grippier, like, by a considerable amount than the G2s. <clears throat> that's a question I had. And I'm, and that, that's kind of one of the things, like, I understand they don't, they don't support Pro 2. Um, yeah, well, only Nexon and Achilles are the only registered tires for Pro 2. Ye- okay, but that 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 kind of that mm, that conversation is debatable. Is because like, okay, they're only the official tires, quote unquote, of Pro 2 and Pro, or or the or rather the only official tires of Pro 2. Um, yeah, that. But like, there's, and I I get that to a certain extent. But I've heard other things like, oh, they're they're just Nito isn't interested in like a pro two deal. Like their tire is in their wider tire, and that's where they know where they set at, so they stay there. So so I understand that. Like it's like they're like, no, our tire is in a fucking three fifteen. Like you need to be at this weight for you to be competitive in my tire. So I'm going to push that. Well, we'll see if uh, GT Radial will do Pro 2 this year because they did Pro 2 prior. They, the they did, third. but so did Falcon. So did um, it did would they? just be Falcon did. Yeah. I oh, remember okay. Ca- uh, Cameron Moore. He was on Falcon before okay. they did. I know the, the Falcon's also pretty good about doing uh Pro-Am guys, too. Uh, yeah, before the... Like, two years before the 255 roll came in, I do remember that um, Rob Carlson was on them um, before he actually got his Pro 2 license. But, alrighty, man. I'm gonna let you go, because my girlfriend's about to get home in, like, ten minutes, and I need to move the vehicles around so she can actually park. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the show. And where can people find you? Uh, by uh, Instagram, Biker Skater. Alrighty. And again, you have a good night, sir. You too. All Talk right. to you later. All right, bye.